MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Rono. And today's Thursday. It is the 22nd day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the race against time to find a submersible that disappeared on its way to the Titanic wreckage site entered a new phase of desperation on this morning as the final hours of oxygen possibly left on board the tiny vessel ticked off the clock. Rescuers rushed more ships and vessels to the site of the disappearance, hoping underwater sounds they detected for a second straight day might help narrow their search in the urgent international mission. But the crews had only a four-day oxygen supply when the vessel, called the Titan, set off around 6 a.m. on Sunday. So in the maelstrom of activity going on, your your, your mood shifts like, oh, maybe, oh, oh, no, oh, maybe, yes, oh, oh, no. Yes, totally. So there's, um, Kathy, there was a, uh, a sonar expert who they were talking to, and this guy doesn't know anything conclusively, but he says it's actually quite common to hear pinging and banging because the ship is actually still... You know, falling apart underwater, and occasionally you'll hear things like that. My question is, is how regular, because we were hearing they were 30 minutes apart. And they said a second day. Right, a second day. So I I don't know, and he certainly doesn't know conclusively, but dear God, I mean, now you're in the real thick of it. Even those who expect, expressed optimism warned that many obstacles remain, from pinpointing the vessel's location to reaching it with rescue equipment to bringing it to the surface, assuming it's still intact. And all of that has to happen before the passenger's oxygen supply runs out. Uh, when I flipped on the news this morning, they, they had and that was at 4 a.m., It was uh, they said they had three hours of, yeah. of air Now, left, they so. also say that it's not like when that ends, it's like, right. that's it. Right. You know, there there is like yeah, a it's a ballpark pro- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. guesstimation. Yeah. So. The, full, <clears throat> the full area being so searched was twice the size of Connecticut in waters uh, as deep as two and a half miles. Jamie Frederick of the First Coast Guard District said authorities were still hoping, uh, holding out hope of saving the five passengers on board. This is a search and rescue mission 100%, he said Wednesday. The area of the North Atlantic where the Titan vanished Sunday is also prone to fog and stormy conditions, making it an extremely challenging environment to conduct a search and rescue mission. I was, uh, it was also, and I sent you guys the article, the, um, the, the pilot of the craft of Titan, the, the woman uh, is related to original. his wife. It was wife, yes, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it's it's just a crazy coincidence. The uh, the couple on the and the movie Titanic's depicted who died together, hugging each other in bed. She was related to them. Yeah, yeah. Great great grandparents. Right. Meanwhile, newly uncovered allegations suggest that there had been significant warnings made about vessel safety during the submersible's development. Frederick said, while the sounds that have been detected offered a chance of uh, to narrow the search, their exact location and source hadn't yet been been determined. We don't know uh, where they are. Are, to be frank, he said. The report was encouraging to some experts because marine crews unable to communicate with the surface are taught to bang on their submersible's hull to be detected by sonar. The U.S. Navy said in a statement Wednesday that it was sending a specialized salvage system that's capable of hoisting large, bulky, and heavy undersea objects such as aircraft or small vessels. Firefighters responded to a massive blaze in Atlantic City on Wednesday that left several people displaced from their homes. Now investigators are working to determine whether the fire was set intentionally. Officials say the flames broke out at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon on the 1500 block of Belfield Avenue. The fire was quickly upgraded to a three-alarm blaze once crews were at the scene. At least five row homes were damaged in the fire. Each had multiple units inside. It was a raging inferno. Did you see it? Yeah. Flames just shooting out. 
of the five. Three were occupied at the time of the fire, according to officials. The other two were supposed to be vacant. However, officials are investigating whether people were squatting inside when the blaze broke out. Atlantic City police arrived at the scene first and were able to rescue five occupants. Once fire crews arrived, they were able to put up a ladder and save five more people from the third floor of the home. In total, 10 people were rescued from the burning building and three were taken to the hospital. Their conditions are unknown at this time. The other residents refused medical treatment. Officials say uh, no other injuries were reported at the scene. Fire crews say the blaze was under control after roughly two and a half hours. The Red Cross was also at the scene, although it's not clear exactly how many people are displaced. Officials have also not released what started the fire. The fire marshal's office was on the scene investigating and deemed the blaze suspicious. Investigators say they believe three people seen in surveillance images are behind a quick-hitting case of shoplifting at one of the sunglass hut stores inside the King of Prussia Mall. The theft happened last Tuesday around 6.20 in the evening, according to investigators. Upper Marion Police Lieutenant Declan Coyle says the employee was distracted by a phone call uh, they were taking for another customer. And when she realized that there was other people in the store, she turned around and saw these three suspects loading up shopping bags with merchandise before they fled. Police say in the end, the suspects got away with 20 three pairs of sunglasses worth $10,000. I was going to say, man, yes. If you've ever gone sunglass shopping, they are some that are insanely expensive. Yeah. Oh. I remember walking into a place, Preston, I forget where we were. We were at a wedding in another, was it Minnesota maybe? And just walked into a, a higher end store, Kathy, but I figured, you know, okay. Let's I check out the sunglasses. I can't lost my sunglasses. <laughs> I'll go, go in here and grab a quick pair. And I'm like, would you like to talk to our loan officer? Right. Like 20, Jesus. 23 uh, sunglasses, $10,000. $10,000 divided by 23 is $434. Yeah, they, listen, they knew what they were doing. They yeah, knew which yeah. sunglasses sure. to go for. There's a whole wall. Of, you know, there's there's different sections. So they knew the section to go to, and yeah. they wiped them out. Yeah. Uh, Gucci, Versace, you know, yeah, all, those, yeah. all those big yeah. Yeah. names. Yeah. And, so and, those uh, those reg- routinely go for $400. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yes. They reportedly took off in a uh, vehicle described as a silver Nissan Maxima. Invest- investigators say uh, they are comparing this incident to previous ones to see if they may have been, been involved in other jobs. Shoplifting has become a rampant problem at many shopping centers across the country, including the King of Prussia Mall. As a result, Upper Marion police have uh, beefed up patrol in the area in conjunction with mall security. Police are asking for the public's help, though, in identifying these thieves. Uh, so take a look at what they've released if you recognize the people in the surveillance images provided by Upper for Marion investigators, please call police. In sports this morning. Ball sack for the young Last night at the ballpark, the Phillies game against the Atlanta Braves was postponed because of the rain. It was- <laughs> it will be made up on Monday, September 11th as part of a day-night doubleheader. The series is supposed to wrap up this afternoon if they're able to play the game. Taiwan Walker will get the start, and the first pitch is scheduled for 105. The Union tied Orlando City SC 2-2 last night in Florida. Jose Martinez scored late in the second half, and the visiting Union came back to earn a 2-2 draw. Martinez struck for his first Major League Soccer goal in the 90th minute. The Union, who were coming off a defeat on June 10th, have not lost 
lost consecutive games since March, the only time they have dropped back-to-back contests this year. They are back home this weekend and will take on interim Miami CF. The match is Saturday night at 7.30. And international superstar Lionel Messi will not be in town for that match. This week, interim Miami CF announced that they are planning for Messi to make his debut on July 21st at the club stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Messi said said earlier this month he intends to sign with Miami, although the deal is not 100% finalized. Uh And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Thursday morning, Fresbo tie tie. Yeah, you see tie tie. Fresbo tie tie. But we, listen, we got our site set on Friday, so uh, we got that going for us. But we do have a few things happening this morning. We're going to talk to the governor. Uh, yeah. Josh Shapiro is going to call us this morning, give us a, a, an update on 95. What's going on? What's the progress? We've heard less than a week now, and uh, we'll get it straight from him. You know what? We've needed something like this. Agreed. This success story. It's yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That, something that it, that exceeded expectations. Yes. That's a good thing to Absolutely. hear. Absolutely. So we'll talk to uh, the governor uh, in the 8 o'clock hour and actor Harold Perrineau uh, in this show from that Steve has been raving about, and I, eventually I will get to it. Casey just started watching last night. Excellent. Case. Oh, dude. It's great. Okay. It's great. I'm only three episodes in, but uh, and so I'm just so excited that I have m- way more to watch. Yeah. Oh, good. It yeah, might excellent. be your next uh, exercise show. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to need one. Yeah. I got to. I got to wrap up on Succession, and then I will. Uh, and then maybe I'll move on to this, yeah. which is a good idea. So, uh, but other than that, we have things to give away. We have this uh, screening of the new Indiana Jones film, which is next Wednesday. Yep. Uh, in the Chamonix, so we will have a chance to win tickets to that and some other things that we have to give away. So, uh, let's go ahead. And breaking come back in a second, we'll do that entertainment report thing and the stupid question when we get back. And we hope you'll stay with us all morning long today. Hang out. Yeah, we want to go for a ride in the car. Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve Duck. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoop in and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoop in and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the Stupid Question Prize, $50 DoorDash gift card. And I got a listener-based question. This is from uh, Matthew Haggerty. And he said, hey, Preston, possible stupid question. And I wonder if Casey knows the answer to this one. Ooh, okay. Paul Rubens 
and Diane Salinger appeared in what two Tim Burton movies together? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see I mean, I know sense. the one. Uh... Yeah, you have to know the other one. Okay. Jot it down. <laughs> Don't give it away. I Paul know. Rubens and Diane Salinger appeared in what two Tim Burton movies together? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. I'll mention some birthdays today. Oh. Uh, it is the 22nd day of June. Sorry, Casey, I didn't let you know ahead of time. No, you're good. You're who good. has birthdays today. But we'll start with a Philadelphia native, Mr. Todd Rundgren. Yes! Celebrates his birthday today. He is 75 years old. This is probably the song he's most known for, but I love so much of his other stuff. And one of my favorite concerts ever was seeing him with Hall & Oates. No kid. Yeah, they actually are very similar song. Uh, um, Daryl Hall and Todd Rundgren vocally. And so they were trading songs. It was pretty cool. When I was a kid, uh, the song I Saw the Light. Oh, I love that song. I thought that was a woman singing. Yeah, that song. yeah. He, he, had a, he has a very higher register. Right. And it's a very, uh, it's a very beautiful, melodic, lovely, this is it, lovely song tune. But I, I thought for the longest time, because I was a little kid when this song was out. I see that. that this was a woman singing this. But this is a beautiful song. And for the longest, longest time, what is it, Liv Tyler, uh, it, he thought he was Liv Tyler's father, right? Oh, really? Uh, possibly. I'm yeah, not sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that one. But I that's figured with the dynamic, yeah, but there was some sort of... This is a great song. This is, I want to hear a little bit of this. And I'm not sure if it was this album or which one, but he essentially recorded it like in his living room. So he's a phenom when it comes to the tech stuff, and yep. he, he produced a lot of music for other artists. In college, Preston was a girl who was... It was the first time I saw someone get carried nine levels past fandom, like was ready to cash in her college career to follow him on tour. And I think no kidding. did. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, a lot of great songs. Uh, so happy birthday to Todd. Rundgren, who is 75 years old today. Uh, Stephen Page, who played in the band Bare Naked Ladies. That's him singing. Uh, Ed Robertson is the other guy. Yes. Uh, and they partnered together, wrote some great songs. He left the band in 2008 or nine. I think that's the story, yeah. Um, a little bit of a cocaine <laughs> run. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he got that. I think he got it straightened out. But um, They wrote good stuff. Yeah. He turns uh, 53 years old today. I do like that band a lot. It's one that I go back to and visit from time to time because they were fun and yes. creative and, uh, and talented. They remind me of They Might Be Giants. You know, that same sort of sound. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, Chris Christopherson. Busted flat and Baton Rouge. Yep. Heading for you know the trains. Yep. Feeling nearly faded as my jeans. Actually made famous by your real mother, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy's mom <laughs> right. is the one who made this song famous. And by the way, I heard a Janis Joplin song for the first Just time yesterday that I'd never heard before. And I... Hated it. Really? Okay. I, I'm not a fan of hers, uh, but the song Summertime. God, I love her, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah your mom. <laughs> um, no, Summertime. Oh, I love oh, this yeah. song. I, uh, I, I couldn't stand it. I thought, <laughs> I was like, why is this on the radio? Because I was, you know, I had listened to Matt Cord for a little bit yesterday. Yeah. And I texted him, I'm like, dude, this song sucks. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciated that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I thought, <laughs> and you're a terrible well, DJ, Jan. Well, that. he didn't pick that. It was somebody else probably picked that song. Then. I, uh, I don't uh, know it by title. Oh, I'd have to hear it. Yeah, just listen to it. I mean, I'm sure well, I know it if, if, if uh, Nick's saying it's a great song. Yeah. Well, if you know Sublime Summertime and yeah. the Living's Easy, that's where that lyric comes from. I was like, oh, this sounds like that uh, Sublime song. Okay. But this sucks. It's a standard. Yeah. It's, yeah. It goes back yeah, years. It's, it's been that. covered by many people. Marissa? Uh, 
I'm getting it for you guys. Oh, okay. oh, oh thank I, you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate do it. Do you yeah. but do you not like any of her music? I like the Mercedes Benz one. Oh. Uh, Bobby McGee, I can take a little bit. I tell you what. Yeah. What I, I, years ago, I was kind of feeling n- not a lot of love for Janis Joplin, and then I saw a lot more pertaining to her. I saw a lot more live performing. Uh, you know, a footage of that, and I'm like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. What about uh, take another little piece of my heart? Okay, that one's now, not bad. That, yeah, that's right. a so it's just this song. song you really did. That song, like. it sucked ass. It was terrible. What song? The say that it's over, baby. The say that it's over, man. How about? Won't you come over? That's a great song. The world don't move to the beat of just one drum. I'm ready to say she said it over. He's a man of knees. Here we go. All right. Oh, th- is it called Summer Town? I don't know. Just click oh, on it. Thank right. you. I want to hear it. Summertime. Summertime. Yeah, it's a great song. She's a great singer. May not be your cup of tea. All right, anyway, listen, it's Chris, Chris, it's Chris Christopherson's oh, birthday. You liked it. Why don't you listen to it more? Because it sucks. That's why he's good. Well, if we just listen to the songs we liked throughout the show, we wouldn't yeah. be doing any of the actual show. And I'm three birthdays in, and yeah. it's 640, and we got a lot of birthdays here. So he's, he's 87 today, Chris Christopherson. All right. Meryl frickin' Street. Has her birthday today? One of the, one of the goats. Yeah, it doesn't get mm-hmm. much agreed. More accomplished than that. Uh, she is seventy four years old today. Uh, so happy birthday to Meryl. She's amazing. <laughs> what we just spent more time on Janis Joplin during Chris Christopherson's I birthday. Than we yeah, are Meryl Street, one of the greatest yeah, actresses right. of all time. I know. <laughs> I know. Give her, give her her, her due. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, enough said. I mean, you know, everybody knows. So, uh, but we'll, we'll move on. Uh, we spent too much time on. Uh, uh, Damn it. On uh-huh. I had a whole Shuffling script slash. written. Uh, Lindsay Wagner, the bionic woman, Jamie Summers. Now, I'd like to take a few minutes to talk about <laughs> yeah. Lindsay Wagner if I could. I love that show as a kid. I love Steve Austin and, and the bionic woman. Yes. Uh, she and Meryl Streep were born on the exact same day, seven, both 74 years old today. Same amount of Oscars each. Uh, uh, Carson Daly uh, turns... Carson Daly. What I do is nothing. Carson Daly. He's uh, 50 years old today. Carson Daly. So it's a, a big birthday for him. What I do is nothing. What I do is nothing. Carson Daly. <laughs> Somebody made that and sent it to uh, me, didn't they? Did I? Are you made it? Yeah. All right. He's fifty today. Uh, Dan Brown, uh, <laughs> a great author who gave us the Da Vinci Code. It was when that came out. You saw people all over the place with that book in their hand. We were on that vacation. was the beach book. Yes, we saw it on the beach. Saw it on airplanes. Wherever. Oh, uh, it was huge. Yep. So he turns uh, fifty nine today. Did you like any of the sequels? Uh, I did. I enjoyed. Well, I, I liked uh, the Angels and Demons, which came before the Da Vinci Code. I oh. really liked that book a lot. Uh, and then what was the one that came after it? Because um, I can't remember. Damn it! And I read it. Demons in Paradise. It was awesome. Demons in Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta check it's that great, out, man. Yeah. I mean, they go to the big uh, Cardinal Booger, uh, the fraternity oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, celebration, and uh, yeah, the beach. It's great. Uh, Donald Faison. Yeah, uh, great. He's great. Clueless, Scrubs, to name a few. A big fat liar. He's in that as well. He's uh, terrific. Forty nine today. I can't do this all on my Scrubs theme. Yeah. 
So 49 years old uh, today. Um, character actress uh, Mary Lynn Radskub. Is that how you say her last name? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, resting B-Face is what she's got. Okay. But you, I like her. Uh, resting b You think so? Yeah, Resting bitch face Yeah, no I doubt. think she's kind of... She's. I think she's... Uh, that's a terrible thing to say. She's kind of ugly cute. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, mean, I know what you're saying. She's cute. I don't she's think not, She's not Hollywood attractive, but I find quirky, her really... Let's say quirky cute. Quirky cute. cute. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Better than ugly cute. Yeah. Thank you very much. She was... Uh, I loved her on 24. Yeah. Uh, she was in... She has bit roles in, like, Sweet Home Alabama. Uh, actually, in uh, It's Always Sunny, she's yeah. Gail the Snail. <laughs> she's... she's... <laughs> She's always making slurping sounds, and she's hilarious. And she's in a road trip. She's the blind girl. Uh, So anyhow, she turns up 52 today. Bruce Campbell has his birthday. Always a great person to talk to. We've had him in the studio a few times. He's just the best. And a producing partner with Sam Raimi. You wouldn't have had all the Spider-Man movies and all that stuff without Bruce Campbell. Uh, He's 65 today. Uh, Peter Asher of uh, the group Peter and Gordon. They had a hit called A World Without Love, and Peter's sister was Paul McCartney's girlfriend for a long time. So he was oh, really bully. In fact, I think A World Without Love was written by Paul. Really? For Peter and Gordon. And they, yeah, that was their biggest hit. They had a few other Midland hits. But he went on to be a, a, um, a famous producer. He produced a whole lot of musicians like Lena Ronstadt right. and uh, Cher and all this, uh, you know, all these things. Janis Joplin. Uh, so, <laughs> this kind of things, the songs that you listen. Uh, and then the man called up Matt called. Uh, Peter Asher is 79. And then uh, final birthday is uh, Tracy Poland. Yes. Uh, so, of course, uh, wife of Michael J. Fox. And she turns uh, 63 years old today. He gets the um, accolades for his bravery, but he often deflects to her, saying that she's stepped up in countless ways. And, yep. Nick, what song is it? Is it At This Moment by Billy Vera and the and the Beaters? Beaters. That's it, yeah. At This Moment. What? Yeah. Very break emotional up. moment in Family they, Ties. They break up. She's 63. All right, let's see. If, yeah. Real quick, and I, I don't want to be too self-serving here, uh, but it's my daughter Avery's 14th birthday. Oh, hey, Happy birthday, birthday Avery. Let's just move yes. on. I don't want to be too self-serving no. here, so go ahead. Uh, we're just going to move on. <laughs> no, it's all good. Yeah. Avery's, yeah. Avery is an awesome person, man. Yep. Just the... the, the She's always got a smile. Yeah. I love that about that kid. She's awesome. So yeah. happy birthday to Avery. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to a question. Do you know the answer to this I case? knew the first one okay. because I know who she plays in the first one. I just don't remember the second one. All right. Uh, Paul Rubens and Diane Salinger appeared in what two Tim Burton movies together? We will go to Kevin to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Kevin, good morning. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? All right, Kevin, the two movies, they both start in together, two Tim Burton movies. All right, so the first one was Peely's Big Adventure. All right. And the second one was as the Penguin's parent in Batman Returns. That is correct. Yeah, he plays the Penguin's dad. And in uh, Big Adventure, she is Simone. Simone. Yep. Yep. So hang Any on. Any relation to J.D. Salinger? I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Uh, you can look that up if you like yeah. and see. I'm not yeah. really sure. All right, Kevin, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. And we are going to give you a $50 DoorDash gift card. And you get saucy. With freaking delicious fried chicken tenders uh, from Tender Shack. And uh, choose from two signature seasoning options. Dang good, seasoned, or Nashville hot as fire. And you can dip them in five incredible sauces. The delivery-only menu is available on DoorDash. So Kevin Costner's estranged wife, Christine, says that the Yellowstone actor broke the news of their divorce to their children over Zoom. Mm. According to a court filing obtained by People, Christine believed that both parents should address 13-year-old Grace, 14-year-old Hayes, and 16-year-old Caden about their split together and in person. 
Instead, she claims after a 24-year relationship from his hotel room in Las Vegas, Kevin told our three children that they were that we were getting divorced over a 10-minute Zoom call without me present. Hey, guys. <laughs> she said, I am still confused by his motivation to do this via a very short Zoom session, especially since he was planning on being home five days later. That is pretty weird. He also could have easily come home from Las Vegas to have the conversation in person. So It, it seems a little distant and removed. Maybe something you want to tell him in person. But we don't hear his side. Maybe he just loves Zoom. Maybe he thinks Zoom (laughs) is more personal. I don't know, man. Because you can change your backdrop. I go back to uh, I go back to a moment in uh, Ted Lasso in the first season yeah, where yeah. he goes, "Divorce is hard. Yeah, it makes people do crazy things." It's true. So I don't I don't know. It's funny because he himself knows exactly. Uh, Sudeikis himself is going through yeah. an issue. Didn't uh, Phil Collins divorce one of his wives via fax? Fax. I believe he sent I her think, a fax yeah. saying, "Interesting, uh, our marriage is over." Uh, by the way, here's my deli order. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe it, it it curled up and fell to the ground and rolled under the <laughs> yeah. uh, under the yeah. yeah what was up with oh, fax please, paper? Yes, it was it, terrible. Why couldn't yeah. they get that to be like regular printer paper? They yeah. eventually did, I think. Right? Or did they not? Man, they, we used to have a fax machine. Yeah, you know, they still do. do. And it, do we, we still write, get it? Yeah. All right. And, and so it, Pierre would take requests via fax, and uh, and they would yeah they would roll up and end up on the floor and be like oh here's a request for Mott the Hoople. You guys want to start doing like a fax Friday or something? Yeah. Like yeah. That? yeah. Faxing your request. Let's bring that back. Yeah. It'll be one guy, one, one yeah. guy, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I always get my songs on. My moment has arrived. Yeah. Here's the information, Preston. Yeah, I mean, they got, they got divorced in 1996. But. All right. Yeah, this is his second wife, uh, Jill Tabelman, and uh, their split became the subject of gossip as rumors emerged that Phil used a fax machine to break the news uh, to Jill. Addressing the claims in 2016, Phil told ABC News, it really hurt my career or, or my public persona. He not deny it. Uh, well, I, I think guess he did it. That's a weird statement. It really hurt my career. Or my public persona. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was a misspelled. They read it on a fax <laughs> and, and couldn't discern the word. Uh, Kendall Jenner revealed she doesn't fit in with her famous family. Oh. Uh, this is in the Wall Street Journal's summer digital issue. She told the outlet, since I was really young, I felt out of place in my family. Uh, I was born into this life, but I didn't choose this life. That's tragic. Uh, the reality star, who was only 11 years old when Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered, added... I'm not built for this by any means. It's not. I'm not good at all. I do it, and I've learned how to do it. So, I, does she like it? I don't know. She says she doesn't fit in with it. But it's very sad for her now. I mean, Preston. listen. You know the the one Osborne, the mystery Osborne. Yeah, she, she stayed, stayed out, out of it. The show. You can do it. Yes, it can be done. Yeah, she she says, shut up. She was a child though when when the show started. So as yeah. a child, that's oh, got to be shut up, woman. It's got to be exciting. You know? I would think so. Yeah. Here's the deal. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had heard nice things about the Kardashians. And and I'm not surprised that they, they said that uh, Courtney is probably the biggest bitch of them all. Who's this thing? Uh, I don't, I don't want to reveal. Okay. But it might have been Taryn. But um, so I hear these things. And I'm like, That's, it sounds right to me. They said Courtney's kind of insufferable. But like they said, Kim is like like tops. She, like, she's really great. And I'll that... When when the father died, they weren't left with a whole ton of money, you know. So everything no. that they do have, they kind of like were able to carve out for themselves. Mominger, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. She, and everyone gives her credit. Listen, I don't doubt that if you catch them all in, in separate situations, they'll be fi- they'd be fine, right? But the public persona is what we're bombarded with, and that's the thing that's making us vomit. Uh, Kim, by the way, may have divorced Kanye, but it looks like she's still a fan of his music. In an Instagram story, 
filmed at the Louis Vuitton Fashion Show in Paris on Tuesday. The reality star can be seen dancing as Pharrell Williams and Jay-Z perform uh, her ex tracks uh, ends in Paris huh? from the 2011 album Watch the Throne. So it was uh, it was a song from Kanye. Speaking of Louis Vuitton, did you see the uh, that micro tiny? They made a super Teeny microscopic bag. bag. <laughs> no. it's, it's, yes, like How much you, is it? It, like I think it's like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It fits on your index finger. It's <laughs> tiny plastic. Yeah. Did you see it? No. Uh, yeah. No. It's not and obviously now, for yeah. And now I'm not in a good mood. <laughs> Just from hearing that. Yeah. Tiny so. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> okay. And it's and it's really super expensive. It's microscopic. Yeah. And I, I believe it's really expensive because it's a one of a kind. Yeah. Is it a oh? Is it a doll handbag? No. It's no, to, even, even smaller, smaller okay. for a, a doll would laugh at it. So it's got it's some kind of a stunt. A stunt. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly got a new tattoo. Wow. Yeah. Uh, thanks to. Yeah! His teenage daughter. Way to go, Paula! His teenage daughter, Cassie, she designed his new ink. Oh, wow. Although he didn't reveal the image, he posted a series of photos. It's a huge monkey between his nipples. Of the two of them as he was getting tattooed. Uh, the two were on a father-daughter vacation and ended up at Hellfest, where he performed with uh, Motley Crue. Hi, sweetie. Would you like to go to Hellfest with me? I'd like to welcome everyone to Hellfest. Uh, yeah, he is, um, he, okay, he's, whatever, he's him. Yeah. that's him. Uh, this was unfortunate to read this morning, but I'll pass it along. Animal expert and frequent late night talk show guest Jack Hanna is in the advanced stages of Alzheimer's disease. Jack Hanna was a perennial. Oh, he was great. On, uh, talk shows, Carson loved him. Yeah. All of the talk show hosts loved him. Charismatic. Uh, like to project that he was a bit bumbling, which yeah. he was not. Yeah, and his uh, his weekend uh, show programming, yes. I, we used to watch all the time. Uh, his wife, Susie, told the Columbus Dispatch uh, that the zookeeper who was first diagnosed in October 2019 doesn't remember anyone aside from her, his dog, Brassie, and his oldest daughter, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. She said, the, the, Jack, the Jack people knew isn't here anymore. The pieces of my husband are, and I'm going to hang out on. I'm going to hang on to them for as long as I can. So did you see? Did you see that Glenn Campbell documentary? You know, when he was in the throes oh, of yeah. it, it was, um, it was bizarre. Well, I don't say bizarrely, but it was inspiring and touching in a way. Uh, the way that he was approaching this inevitability, what this disease does to you, yeah. and it's just, it's something that kind of gives you an interesting framework on it. I saw an interview with uh, Tony Bennett. Um, and as he was, you know, it, it was like a year or two ago or something like that. And they're, they're talking to him and he was just at some point, he just goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like, I, I have no idea what you're referring yeah. to. And, and it was just like, oh, it was just so sad to see. I, I, I legit wonder if a hundred years from now, if this will be cured because yeah. it seems like they are yeah. making advances all the time. And, uh, you just, your heart goes out to people like Jack Hanna and his family, because it does seem like it's a curable disease eventually. And it also gives you the... Oh, if it had only been just a few years later, I yeah, know, yeah, that I know. fear. Yeah, uh, we need to lighten this up big we time. Do. Marissa, yeah. did you send over the audio of Jason Biggs? Marissa's not there. Uh, Casey, do we uh, have audio? I, I of, think we do. Of Jason Biggs. Jason Biggs is now. No, not yet. We'll come back. To yeah, 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 yeah. We'll circle back. Tell Marissa we're looking for something. If you, you want to hear a horrible song by Janis Joplin, sure. Yeah, that? let's go ahead. No. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. We already heard that. <laughs> All right, I'll do something else. Uh, let's see. Uh, Steve, I always forget how to say this guy's name. Is it Ian G- Grufford? I Gruffin? think it's Yone. Yone. I-O-A-N. Yone. Yone. Hey, Yone. It's a stupid name. <laughs> Yone Gaffard. 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 That's how you say it. Yeah. 
What do we know him from? What has he been? Uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yes, Mr. Fantastic. Yes. Uh, he claims that his ex-wife, Alice Evans, set fake Twitter accounts to bash his new relationship and threaten him. I don't know uh, Hope Solo's butthole. According to... <laughs> we have not heard a reference to that no. in a long time. Yep. A year or two, probably. I keep receiving correspondence from Hope Solo's butthole. That account got suspended. Oh, oh man. man. Oh, no. According to uh, legal Why? documents obtained by TMZ... <laughs> Uh, Evan set up a number of anonymous social media accounts to label him and his girlfriend at Bianca Wallace as child abusers. Well, that's not cool. This is a horrific back and forth. I've I've sided with each of them at, at some point in this ongoing saga. So I don't know what the hell's going on. I was not on. laughing at child abusers. No, no, no. I no. no. Hope Solo's butthole is yeah. humorous. Yes. yes. Uh, the Fantastic Four actor even claims that she threatened him by saying, "I'm going to tell my lawyer that you punched me last week. Huh. It's going to be like Johnny Depp and Amber." heard and it's not going to end well without the poop um (laughs) he was in a great movie i'll go off the rail on this one here about the guy who wrote um amazing grace okay the uh, who has an incredibly interesting life leading up to his epiphany that led him to write amazing grace that song yeah Yeah. when was it what any idea when what era that was was a period piece so no but it was (laughs) yeah uh yeah i have no idea when amazing grace was written yeah i would assume 20s 30s i had no idea about the uh an older person who wrote it or the story but it was pretty fascinating i would love it if they kept in the footage of that guy singing amazing grace at the funeral oh my god where he wants wants everybody to join in because he doesn't know the words it's a john newton uh kind of called it up yeah all right uh all right so now we have the jason biggs clip all right and it is uh, Jason Biggs now being a spokesperson for a pie company, <laughs> which is perfect. And it's a very fun little yes. uh, commercial. And uh, we have the audio from this. Here it is. I'm Jason Biggs, and I'm America's biggest pie lover. No, not in a weird way. There's nothing more American than pie. So I've teamed up with Edwards to start your 4th of July off with a bang. Detonation. Explosion. Nope. Pie lovers, passion fruit pie. Luscious layers of passion fruit, coconut mousse, pineapple cream. I can say cream, right? God. Passion fruit. Because apple is so 24 years ago. There's nothing hotter than frozen pie. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool to do that. It sounds awesome. Passion fruit pie? See, that doesn't Yum. work for me. Oh, yeah. You're not a passion fruit fan? Uh, I don't think in this concoction with the uh, with the coconut and, uh, I mean, I do like uh, passion fruit, certainly, but I'm not, um, yeah, I, I don't like too much uh, in, in jammed into my pie. Oh, man, yeah, passion fruit, pineapple, and coconut, that's Hawaii right there, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah I don't all over think that. I've ever had passion fruit by itself. So oh. I wouldn't, I, I don't know what it tastes like. Yeah. I, it's been, I've had like the juice and stuff. It's crazy yummy. Yeah? Uh, yeah. The pies look damn good, by the I way. I will order one of these, absolutely. And then we'll all try it together. Okay. Uh, let's see. Emma Watson uh, likely wasn't expecting to be the center of the latest viral dress discourse when she posted an Instagram photo of herself wearing a sky blue low number on, low. on Monday. But many internet commenters seemed nearly as confused by the gravity-defying silhouette as they were by the infamous white and gold or black and blue dress eight years ago. In the image, the asymmetrical mini dress appears to be floating on Watson's body with its neckline both sharply pointed and loosely draped, in particular hovering without any visible means of support. It does look gravity-defying. It is supposed to look that way. It's it's made to look that way. Um, The lows... uh, 
summer spring collection at Paris Fashion Week, which included Watson's dress, has been worn by A-listers, including Zendaya, uh, Kendall Jenner, and Gal Gadot. Miss Granger, you are at severe risk of exposing your nipple. <laughs> um, but the magic of the dress is in the Sly construction. The Sly so Stallone? Uh, no, not Sly. Oh. Not yeah, so yeah, good dress version. <laughs> no. Yeah, you see your knackers. Yeah. So. Is there wires? <laughs> Uh, they don't explain it, but it does it's got to be. Right? Uh, yeah. The, uh, it's a... Uh, low is the Spanish label, uh, currently led by fashion designer Jonathan Anderson, and has experimented with illusion dresses to great success in recent seasons from radical silhouettes... That You're going to look fierce! ...that shift with the high <laughs> uh, to chomp liel imagery that can prompt double takes. Yeah, so it does look like it does look like it's floating. Yeah, the Trump lawyer is like um, it means like literally an eye mistake. So it's um, it's an optical illusion. Okay, what that means? Uh, That's what uh, that translates to. Watson's mini dress comes from its spring summer 2023 collection, which toyed with the structure and form and uh, included multiple gowns with similar necklines. I think it'd be annoying, Kathy, to have those (laughs) things protruding up from the dress because it's supposed to look like it's just suspended in nothing in in there. But every if you were to move down or dip your head, you'd poke your eye out. What if they were hanging? from her ears as because that's what I thought when I initially that's saw That's how they're it. doing it? It's yeah. over her ears? That, that it was like like invisible wire? Earrings or something. I used to have uh, ear suspenders for my pants. Yeah. And did you? Yeah. <laughs> and then they went out of fashion. Yeah, yeah I understand that. <laughs> uh, Danielle Fischel. Topanga. Yes. Uh, opened up about a disturbing amount of attention she got from adult men as a child actor on a recent episode of her podcast, Pod Meets World. Uh, she said, I had uh, people tell me that they had my 18th birthday on their calendar. <laughs> she said, I had a male executive. This is the one. She said, I did a calendar shoot at 16, and he specifically told me he had a certain calendar month in his bedroom. Uh, the Boy Meets World actress said that she didn't view this as creepy or weird at the time. She said, as a kid, I always wanted to be older. I was wanted to be an adult, and I wanted to be seen as an adult. So getting adult male attention as a teenage girl felt like, well, I didn't think of it as being creepy or weird. Uh, she said, I felt like it was validation that I was mature and I was an adult and I was capable and that they were seeing me the the way that I was, not for the number on a page. She, she, and in hindsight, that's obviously wrong. She, she talked a number of times about getting hit on well before she was 18 by studio executives. Sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see, a couple more things. Uh, Wednesday, the television show on Netflix has just reached another milestone at Netflix. Uh, they announced changes to its viewership metric, now reporting how many people have watched by views. And this will average the hours viewed divided by the total runtime, while the measurement window has also been expanded from measuring a movie or show's first 28 days to 91 days, allowing new titles a chance to more adequately grow. So they're kind of expanding it a bit. Right. And this will also be the metric that ranks the top 10 list for Netflix along with the most popular lists. And with this announcement comes a reveal that a new show now sits at the top spot as the most watched series of all time on the streaming platform. And officially, Wednesday is now the most popular English language series of wow. all time on Netflix. That's pretty wild. And that's made more impressive when considering the show overtook Stranger Things 4, which had an edge with a longer runtime of 13 hours. Mm. Uh, Wednesday reportedly garnered 252.1 million views compared to 141.7 million views for Stranger Things, so a lot. Uh, rounding out the top five most popular English language shows are Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, 
uh, Bridgerton season one, uh, and Queen's Gambit uh, at number four, I guess. Tiger King anywhere? No. And uh, Squid Game is still the most popular series on Netflix overall. It listed uh, 265.2 million views. Preston, you know how you were referencing that uh, Netflix um, convention or whatever earlier in the week? We were saying Tudum. Tudum, yeah. It's not that. I I found out what it is yesterday. It's the Netflix sound. Ah, Tudum. Yes. Ah, No way. Okay, now I get it. I didn't know it at all. And and, uh, and I read it yesterday. I was like, oh. That makes sense. That's pretty clever. Yeah, that's it's a lot to ask us to figure that right? out. When you're reading it? Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Disney Plus announced Wednesday the High School Musical. The musical, the series, is set to end at the conclusion of its fourth season. All eight episodes of season four will drop on August 9th. You a fan case? No. I, I didn't uh, get into that one. My kids were too young when it came out, so... It wasn't like a big. T- I mean, I've seen it. Yeah, uh, but it wasn't. It wasn't like Teen Beach Movie. All right, Teen Beach Movie's your fave. Hulu has uh, renewed Nine Perfect Strangers for a second season, which is cool. I did enjoy that show. Uh, Variety reports Nicole Kidman will return in the role of the resort director Masha. Is there? Oh, yeah. Is there a uh, like um, otherworldly element to it? No, it's um, not otherworldly. Okay. Just, um, just odd. Freaky. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just odd. Yeah. I remember watching that and I was like, what? The, like, this could, like, it, actually, it's not otherworldly because it could yeah. actually happen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It has to do with um, um, using uh, acid uh, and stuff like that for. Oh, okay. For, I'm going on for, trips. For, for, for treatments. For treatments. Yeah. Ayahuasca and all that stuff. Yep. So, uh, White Lotus star Murray Bartlett is nearing oh. a deal to join the series. I love was, that guy. Was he the in the first season? The, yeah, he's the, the concierge. Yes. Yeah, and he's great. also in that last best episode of Last of Us. Yeah, the relationship with him and Nick Offerman. He's great. Uh, let's see. Two other quick things. Uh, Eddie Izzard, also known as Susie Izzard, or Izzard. I, I, I go back and forth on the pronunciations. Is heading out on a career-spanning North American stand-up comedy tour, fall 2023, and it's called Eddie Izzard, the remix. The first 35 years it will hit 28 cities starting in Nashville on September 7th. We had Eddie here in the studio. Great. Yeah. So, awesome. great. So uh, maybe if uh, the tour comes through Philly. It'd be terrific. We'll have a return. And then finally, the first trailer for Priscilla dropped yesterday. That's uh, right, man. Is that my girl? Yep. Yeah. The uh, the biopic stars uh, Jacob L. Lordy, I believe. Oh, Lordy. L. Lordy. Man. As Elvis and uh, Kaylee Spaney, or Spaney, as the title role. Listen, Priscilla, I love you, man, but I gotta wait till you're 14. Uh, it's based on Priscilla's uh, memoir, Elvis and Me. And the film uh, is directed by Sofia Coppola and will follow Priscilla from when she met Elvis at 14. Yeah. Through their multi-year relationship. I wonder if we're Elvis out at this point. I'll probably still check it out, but have you seen the Baz Luhrmann Elvis yet? No. Yeah. I'll get around to it, get it eventually. It. Yeah. I only watched the very end of it, and I think that was enough for me. Oh, the movie? Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I've seen it multiple times now. By the way, Eddie Izzard will be in Philadelphia on the 14th and 15th of September, which okay. is a Thursday and Friday, so uh-huh. there's a good chance of uh, getting him in our studio. I love that. Yeah. All right, um, let's do the clips, if you will, please. The new comedy, No Hard Feelings, uh, in the new comedy, uh, Andrew Feldman plays an awkward 19-year-old who needs more than little help getting into the dating scene. And in this clip, he talks about what it was like to make a movie with his larger-than-life co-star. Here we go. Who better to do an R-rated comedy than Jennifer Lawrence? And what better for Jennifer Lawrence to do than start an R-rated comedy? Like, Aww. this is all I ever wanted from her. And it's, like, it's insane to think that you haven't done it yet because it feels like 
you've always existed in this place of like, Aww. we just love to laugh with you. God, you could do marketing. I don't give a f- no it heart. actually looks good. It does look cute. Yeah. No Hard Feelings is playing now in theaters. Uh, from Craig Lagans, No Hard Feelings, it was hysterical. Tell ah. Kathy to go see it because it's set in Montauk. Oh, ah, really? there, there you go. You go. Oh, yeah. wow. Next clip. Fire up your Hulu accounts because season two of The Bear premieres today. Oh. And uh, here, Ayo Adibri, okay. who plays uh, young sous chef Sydney. Talks about filming the intense kitchen scenes. Here we go. We just have one take with with our one camera operator. Like, you, you wouldn't know if you were going to be in a shot or not, like, even if it's, like, your shoulder or whatever. So it's just, like, everybody was on the whole time and aware of each other. It, it was like acting school. Like, it really was like school. Like, I, I just felt like my brain was exploding in the best possible way. Yeah! I love her character. Great show. She is a cool, yeah. cool little character and... Don't watch the last episode first, <laughs> as Kathy has learned. It is uh, it a is, reveal. I would say there it's Lassoian in a way. I agree. Yeah, oh, it's yeah? it's a little it's it's more gritty. Yes, and and uh, uh, a little bit more, way more tense. Yes, but there is uh, there's a heart to it that is uh, that really you know it connects. It comes through. Yeah. yeah. So all right, and there you go. That's your entertainment report for today. <laughs> Uh, let me thanks, oh. La- thanks, Laverne. Thank you. I just uh, morphed for a moment. Um, we have a few things going on this morning to make you aware of. Uh, the governor, Josh Shapiro, governor of Pennsylvania, is going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about 95, opening yes. up way earlier than anticipated initially. And as you said earlier this morning, Steve, it's good news, and we'll take good news. Absolutely. Good news is great. We need it. So we'll talk to the Gov um, about uh, 8, 20, 25, somewhere in that range. Uh, and actor Harold Pierno will be joining us. Uh, MGM Plus's horror series From, which Steve is raving about. Love Casey's it. getting on board with. I will join shortly. Uh, he will be on the program a little bit after 9 o'clock. We're going to take a break, and we will be right back to usher you into your day. We'll be returning shortly. Hang on. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Random text of the morning sitting at the very top of our list here. It says, hey, guys, I always shave an arrow in my pubes pointing to my junk. Thanks. Yeah, That's sure. It. Unsolicited. I don't believe him. And uh, just sent over because uh, they felt it was necessary to do so. We'd have to have a real cranking. Yeah, you'd have to hair. have a big patch yeah. in order to do that for sure. Yep. Um, today, June 22nd, is National Kissing Day, according to the National Brotherhood of Organization, National Things. I don't know. I don't know who who codifies or certifies, but we'll go with it. Why not? (laughs) So I have some some things about kissing here for you. What was it invented, Preston? Well, actually, I could tell you that. All right. Uh, So kissing, by the way, relieves stress, burns calories, and benefits your immunity, according to the people that make this thing up. Make this list. The running theory on the evolution of the kiss is based on our natural instinct to share food, similar to how many mammals feed their young. Uh, Or even birds, right? Yeah, but it says mammals uh, in this particular story. But yeah, I guess guess so, yeah. Yeah, okay, interesting. Since then, historians believe the earliest references to kissing traces back to India, 
with four major texts in the Vedic Sanskrit literature referencing the supposed earliest forms of kissing. Uh, Dating from 1500 B.C., these texts describe kissing as the act of rubbing and pressing noses together. Okay, much the way we assume that uh, Eskimos that was the old, show affection. Yeah, that was yeah. the old uh, stereotype, right. I believe. But uh, fast forward to 326 B.C., and kissing became mainstream thanks to the army of Alexander the Great. They love to make out. After the death of Alexander, his army spread out, as did the act of kissing. So they kind of... Now go forth and kiss. They kind of uh, started the, the trend. And then the kiss went mainstream thanks to the Romans. And as the saying goes, do as the Romans do. They took their kissing knowledge and made it popular around the world. Ah. Uh, kissing was used to show friendship back then. Okay, so there was less a romantic implication. Only if the kiss was, quote, French did it show passion. <laughs> Using your tongue, yes. obviously. Uh, ancient Roman culture went so far as to create laws around the act, stating that if a virgin was kissed passionately in public, she could demand full marriage rights. Huh, on the spot, huh? On the spot, yeah. Well, I guess we're married now. Yeah, exactly. Tongue boy. So, yeah. Uh, when did the band kiss start, Preston? The what? The band. Bands. You guys would all get together, do a five-way oh, kiss? Oh, the band yeah. kiss. I, they'd started in uh, 1975, I think. Okay. Preston, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, no, uh, 1973. Yeah, kind of called that by Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. I remember my first kiss with Clarity. Uh, it was so great. Uh, I was in, like, fifth grade or something like that. We were uh-huh. in a treehouse. You I kissed a treehouse? I thought you were going to say my first kiss with Claire, the way that you, that started, and I was like, <laughs> with Clarity. Clarity. Uh, we were in a, yeah, we were in a treehouse. Uh, That's so uh, like Dennis the Menace. And we were playing Truth or Dare. Wow. Yeah, there were four of us. And, uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and it was, uh, it was great. I have, it was the best. I was actually, I rem- mine was nice. It, it, I'm glad yours was great. Mine was sort of at the insistence. It was at Debbie Foley's birthday party. She okay. was the birthday girl. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I was I was the one called into duty with my little birthday outfit there <laughs> to kiss her. And I kissed her on the lips. Okay. Nice. So and, when, yeah. when you talk about your first kiss. And you- then we did it. You, I, I assume we're talking about French kiss, right? No, that was the no. first lip-to-lip action I ever had. No, oh, my first wow. French kiss was at a roller skating rink. Okay, uh, in the parking lot. Was I this remember by, that too, and that was great, dude. I was, was this by a truck or under a truck? Under a, a truck. truck. Yeah, yeah, I remember this story. Very yeah, good. Yeah, 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 under yeah. under yeah. a tractor trailer, right. Wait, were... and it was moving. Uh, no, no, it was no. Not. no. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. My so my first like peck, just as as you know, a kid. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was in. Of course, you did. I think I was like in kindergarten, and the kid literally, and he was also in kindergarten. To hold your jokes for a minute, yeah. Um, he like held me <laughs> down and like forced me to kiss him, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. What? Yes. He was. He was. Uh, he was actually a good friend of mine. He was also uh, the reason I learned to ride a two wheel bike. He would come over with his little red bike, and I always I, I wanted to figure out how to ride. You know, just with two wheels, and so I would ride his bike. I also remember I was in like a white dress. We were going to church one day, and I fell, and I got like mud all over me. Oh. So and then he held me down and kissed me. Wow! <laughs> I want to kiss you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's the audio. Yeah, of Kathy's first kiss. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. His name was Kenny. Oh, Kenny. Oh Kenny. Kenny. Wow. So they are that. 
just a non-French kiss kiss when you're a kid. Oh, man. When you're anticipating that moment. Can you me? You ain't kissing yeah, me. Ain't kissing um, yeah, yes. E- the, even that. There is a lot of weight put on that. Yeah. We, uh, growing up in my neighborhood, we were we were all kissing fools. You kiss crazy? Oh yeah, kiss crazy. Like at, at a early young young yeah. age. I remember wow. at one point uh, there was me and the neighbor girl down the street, not my girlfriend, yeah. but her sister. Uh, we were doing. Well, you're a spry young fella. <laughs> um, we were, I, Steve. I, I might have been like seven or eight years old, and we. And how were, old was we, the kiss? Uh, she was the two years younger than me. Okay, you know, like that's uh, fine. But uh, it, it was. Uh, we kissed for a long time, not French, but just you know, uh, on the lips. But like everybody was around counting, and were you going to make her your regular after school thing? No, but I remember like really liking it, and yeah. that like we were yeah. able to kiss longer than everybody else. Like, dude, it was crazy. Like we. My whole street, it was all... There was a couple of girls who were like, nah, I don't want to be a, a, any part of that, but... Well, they'd be kissing, like, party. parties. Parties oh, yeah. where the, you know, in the innocence of that yeah. youth early on, where that was... We, it's like a make-out party, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. We had yeah. a, and we were all Frenching uh, after I was uh, probably between 7th and 8th grade or something like that. Uh, and we were, you know, we had like little Frenching parties. You know? Yeah. And then it was like spin the bottle and truth the dare. And, and spin the bottle is one of the main culprits. In fact, your treehouse, what was it? Was it truth or dare you said? Truth or dare. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I remember my friend, one friend's uh, sister, uh, Press, you actually met these people when we were, we went to Rocco's Tacos <laughs> in, ta- in uh, Orlando. Yep. They, the, these people showed up and the one little sister was there and she wasn't of kissing age. She was yeah. way too young. So she's like, what are you guys doing here? And we thought we were being so cute and funny. We were like, oh, we're doing the France dance is what we called it. And that was French kissing. And she had no idea what France dance was. And it was like our own little thing that we had in between like me and And then the friends. horrors came. And that's when the horrors came in. But no, nah, I mean, we were... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we it was we were just practicing essentially is what we were sure. doing. Bo, you, you put know? yourself through a ring. Were you in anticipation of? Were you were you like? Did you ever consider practicing? Did you kiss a pillow? Did I you kiss your? Probably did. If kiss I kiss my wrist? hand, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I was nervous. Yeah. yeah, most definitely, man. I got nervous around girls. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I just remember how great it was. Yeah, how wonderful it was. It seemed like the, the birthday kiss was kind of oh okay. There we go. Kissing's fun. Yeah, man. I remember you know, we had an, we had an intern uh, at Y one hundred. Damn it, I forgot her name. Uh, it was that that first year that that our show started, and we were doing appearances. Uh, we were at um, Iron Hill Brewery, I think, and she was like, uh, "I'm going to go around and kiss a, kiss a bunch of guys tonight." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> like, yeah, me and my friends will do that sometimes. Um, she was an intern for our show. Yeah, very first. Uh, uh, what that, color hair? I don't remember. We used to call her the body. Oh, uh, yeah. She, she was great. Yeah. A great intern. I forgot her name. But anyway, she was oh. like, I think we'll go kiss some boys tonight. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. All right. That was the thing. Some people enjoy it. Yeah. Most definitely. Well, there would, was kissy whores. Like, that was... <laughs> kissy whores. Yeah, people were, who were, like, not sleeping around in, you know, yeah. high school yeah. or college or whatever. Yeah. They were kissy whores. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was a kissy whore. Stop. It. Yeah. I don't not, like no, hygienically. No, did not, you made them brush their teeth? But that's right? that's yeah. what that's what I'm yeah. curious yeah. about. No. I I had you in mind as I was reading some of the information about kissing here this morning. I'm like, I'm I'm I would be shocked if Kathy would go around kissing no. guys and not think about the whole mouth thing. Well, no, I wouldn't go around kissing guys. So it wasn't used for like what you're talking about. Like she wanted to go yeah. and kiss a bunch of guys. We used it as 
you weren't sleeping with them. You were just kissing them. So ah. you weren't really a whore, but so <laughs> right. we called you a kissy whore. Yeah. <laughs> so so there was a little bit more. It wasn't just randomly going down the line at the bar and just making out. No. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. I never I, did that. Right. Yeah. My, my best friend growing up, a guy I went to high school and college with, he hated girls like you, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Because, no, a lot of people be, did. Because uh, he did not like that tease. Yeah. If he if he wanted to make out with a girl or the you know that a frat party or whatever, he wanted that to lead to something else. Yeah. And the make out was just a, a waste. Well, tell your friend that just because you make out with somebody doesn't mean they're going to sleep with you. Yeah, I know. And in his brain, it did. <laughs> Call him up now. Right. Uh, you know what though? Just that, just a good a good make out session can yeah. be fantastic. That's nice. Here's a text from somebody said, and I'm curious about this. It says, my first kiss happened on the Preston and Steve show for Valentine's Day. I remember. Did we have people come in that had never kissed anyone yeah, before? Yeah. I think we had intern Mars. Yeah, and Kyle. <gasps> That's right. Yes. That's Wait, right. Kyle I told it. Yes. We had one for, obviously, for uh, the, the girl and one for the, uh, and, and intern Mars was for uh, the guy. He had never that. been kissed. Yeah. Well, that's cool. It was good. And yeah. it was actually turned out loverly. Yeah. I re- now, I remember Kyle. And Kyle looked like a passionate kisser, man. <laughs> he was very tender, yeah. using his hands the and so on. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Got so to kind of gently cradle their neck and so on. What? I mean, like having it, I don't know. Is that, a, is that a good first kiss to have that type of experience where it's almost superficial in that it doesn't lead to anything more? I think it's fine. I think it's fine because what it did for those people is it broke the ice. You're popping I your mouth, so. Jerry. You know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know the answer to the question. I'm just curious. Yeah, and, and I agree. But, I, I mean, I, I if I were to venture to guess, I think it would be, I think it'd be you should be okay with that. I think I've shared this with you guys before, but the first girl that I ever kissed, kissed, not French, but, like, uh, I reconnected with her. That I was in fourth grade, she was in first, and uh, now we follow each other on Instagram, and it's like, I don't know. It's kind of cool to see that person later in life, and um, and then my first French kiss was with a French girl. Oh wow! Were you in France? <laughs> I was in France. <laughs> wow! Does it get more authentic than that? So your your first experience was it? It was lovely. Okay, good. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Kathy, there's a few Pensbury comments coming. In. <laughs> this one says, "I I'm in my year at Pensbury, there was a group of women called the Blowies. I need do I don't need to explain." <laughs> Uh, okay. I was not in that group. I didn't no. think so. But I had a blowy friend. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was like an like infamous story that, yeah, it was like multiple people at one party. Yeah, it was At, it was one, at one party? At, at the same time or like different times? Different times without the within the party? Yeah, yeah. Like, were they all in the same room at the same time? and Or did she go, all right, I don't know. Next. I don't want to talk about okay. it. She okay. might be listening. But she, but one she, blowy, she, one water. One blowy, one water. But she enjoyed that? She, she liked doing that, I, I guess. think she did it because it, she thought it would make people, the like guys her. like her. Oh, yeah. that, that, to me, is a very, it's very sad. Fortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. 30 years later, that's all we think of. Oh, okay. My God. I, well, I, have, I have a few things about kissing, because today is National Kissing Day, and that's why we're talking about it. Uh, so, by the numbers, here you go. Here are some interesting numbers about uh, kissing. Uh, the number of calories burned during a one-minute kiss is 26. Okay. The number of bacteria colonies exchanged during a kiss is 278. (laughs) I know. Why did you have to leave that in there? (laughs) The time a person spends in their life kissing uh, collectively is two weeks. That seems seems small. Yeah. Uh, The price for which a lipstick imprint of a kiss made by Mick Jagger was sold is $1,600. That's funny. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the number of guys the average woman kisses before marriage. Ooh. 30? Take a, take a guess. 30? That seems like a lot. 
Uh-huh. I'm going to say 15. Okay. Anybody else? Uh you guys are way off. Oh. Just to let you know. I'll go with 30, even though I know it's way off. Is it 79 by It, it is 79. You want to number. That's Wait, crazy. that's a lot. That's a he lot. sits next to me. Yeah, that, that is a kissy whore. That number seems, that does seem a bit off. Yeah. To me. Um, well, wait, are we average, talking about the number of guys the average woman kisses before marriage 79? I don't think so. Jeez. That's a lot. I don't know. We haven't gotten any comment from Marissa on any of this stuff. What, were you a, uh, kissy I'll whore. bet she was a kissy whore. <laughs> Marissa? Um, I mean, I kissed some people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think was a kissy whore, but I enjoyed a makeout. Okay. All right. I was just about to ask you guys, did you guys keep a list of the people you made out with? No. 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 Do you still have your list? I had a Ziggy notebook. Oh, my God. With your, in oh, the really? Back of my Ziggy notebook. The, your, your kiss list? All yeah. the guys you kiss? Yeah. And it was like, um, the boy at camp. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sure the time, <laughs> I'm sure at the time they had names and I could look back and, you know, the boy at I don't camp. remember most of these people, but there was, yeah, uh, there's a list. Well, that you and try- then it turned into, like, from, like, a makeout list to another thing. Another list? <laughs> Yes, yeah, right. That one's that one's buried in I the had, backyard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had a mental list of that. Okay. Yeah, um, but I didn't. I didn't write it down. Did you place a lot of um, uh, gravitas on the first? Because there was an episode of um, Modern Family with the youngest daughter, and it seems to be accurate. You know, I, I I wanted my first kiss to be. They had the whole idea of what the first kiss would be like, and it didn't end up like that at all. Did you have in your mind what the first kiss would be like? Uh, Probably. I thought yeah. it was going to be sweet and romantic. Right. I was in eighth grade, um, and one of my best guy friends made fun of me for not making out with anyone yet before I went. To, I know Kathy's looking at me. It's the boys. He yeah. was like, you can't go to high school and never have kissed anybody. Wow. So he put me and his friend, his friend who I had a crush on, so it was kind uh. of a fun situation, put us in a room, and we made out. Wait, there so I was actually not, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, oh, I'm a little embarrassed about it, but I didn't have my first kiss till eighth grade. Uh, either. I thought that was late. I'm glad that you didn't have it till 8th grade also. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for the <laughs> Yeah, me too. I, like, yeah. Oh, I don't want to step on it. Um, yeah, I think it was like a little late relatively. Yeah, I mean, um, at least for like my friends, they were all yeah. kissing way before that. That's why I got pushed in a room was like, get this over with. <laughs> like seven, what is it? Seven minutes, minutes in heaven? heaven or yeah, whatever, seven yeah. minutes in Kevin. Yeah. Um, here's a text that says, I was Little Dickie's first French kiss. Oh, awesome. I too was the kissy whore, if you will. Right. So I helped a few friends in our group out in the uh, depruding department. That's fantastic. Interesting. I we, bet you he remembers that too. I would guarantee it. Get a call yeah. from that person. Do you guys have a? As we were talking about that, I was saying because Marissa said that um, it was a friend that kissed her. Um, do you have a favorite? Because I'm, I'm thinking of a movie scene that I think is one of my favorite kiss. Kisses in a movie. Um, some kind of wonderful. Oh, that's a wonderful scene, yeah. Eric Stoltz's character. Where she, she, and she's training, uh, teaching She's showing him, to him yeah. how to kiss, and she's really in love with him. It just adores him. And it's a, it's a great scene. And she's obviously, she does the kiss, and she's trying to act like it didn't do anything to her. Yeah. But she's, like, overwhelmed. And it blew her away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what yeah. Do you, uh, what's the question? M- movie kiss. Like a favorite movie kiss? Yeah, one that one that's one that you think really. Uh, there's, there's one in Deliverance, which I think is. Mm. <laughs> now there's, I mean, Liam Neeson kissing uh, Viola Davis in the beginning of that. Uh, that there's a heist movie. Uh, it's the oh god, where all the women end up like uh, robbing banks because the. Do you know what I'm for talking? the Benjamins? 
No, that- no, it was something different. But the way he kisses her, because they're they're married in the beginning of the movie, yeah. widows. Yeah, uh, the way he kisses her in the beginning of that movie, because they're they're married. I'm like, that is it is way too much. And oh, so, so you did like it? What I'm it, it was yeah, but okay. so he asked for only- good kisses, one you don't like. <laughs> no, it's pretty good. Okay, it's pretty good. But it is a little too much, I think. You guys got to see what I'm talking about here because he basically swallows her whole mouth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Which, is, which is bizarre. So yeah. that's the kind of kiss you like. Not, oh, well, uh, <laughs> I, I, Casey, <laughs> uh, what, what, what is What would be well, you, it, the most romantic? I mean, or just on. just kiss. a really good one. Princess Bride. Princess Bride's a great one. Mm. Uh, which, uh... That's like the big one. The one at the, the end. At the yeah. end, the kiss to end all when kisses. Peter yeah. Falk makes out with uh, Fred Savage. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now we're watching the now scene... Now I told your story, now I want some payment. We're watching the scene of uh, of this kiss that Casey was talking about. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of... He's taking both of her lips in his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> he's eating her lips. <laughs> Um, eating her face. I'm as going to eat your face now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a particularly good dinner. Actually, and the, I'm going to eat your face. Uh, this person texted in one that where I remember the, the theater cheered, and it was when Ron and Hermione kissed in the, the last Harry Potter movie. Yes. Right? Uh, that, that had been building for eight movies. The right? second one, Dan, I really like. Uh, oh. The Wedding Singer? Yeah, when they're practicing that's, kissing. That's oh, yeah. a wonderful scene as well. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I don't remember that. What happened? Well, she's getting married to uh, Gulia, whatever yeah. that guy's first yeah. name is. And, <laughs> Julian Gulia. Yeah, and so they uh, decided they, they needed to practice the kiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she practiced with, with Robbie, and, uh, and it was a magical kiss. And you as a viewer of the movie, you go, oh, that was a really great magical kiss because it was like just a perfect amount of tongue. <laughs> they, they should be, you know what? Uh, there's a kiss in my girl, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and it's a sweet kiss. It is a sweet kiss. Yeah. Marissa, you want to... And then he's murdered. Mention something? Empire Records. On top uh, of the rooftop, the two characters. At like, the end? Yeah, yes. She's kind of like mad at him for never kissing her, and then he grabs her. The Goo Goo Dolls start playing. He like bends her down, kisses her. <laughs> the lights turn on. It's kind of perfect. Which Goo Goo yes. song? Uh, Till I Hear It From okay. You, which was written for that movie. Okay, here's here's a here's a funny one, uh, right. but uh, Hot Shots. Yes. Where she goes, oh, yeah. kiss me like you've never kissed anyone before, and he puts his mouth over her nose, yeah. <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> which, by the way, did you ever, did you ever do that where you put your mouth over your nose and then blow? Yes. Over someone's nose and. <laughs> You really have to love that person. It is. Yeah. It's hilarious because it shoots this. Yeah. Uh. In the back of their throat, it shoots air down. And it feels so bizarre. I had a girlfriend of mine do that to me one time. Uh, let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, buddy? Uh, I wanted to say the most romantic of all time movie kiss was uh Jim Carrey when he's fantasizing and Dumb and Dumber about kissing Lauren Hyatt <laughs> from the fireplace. Yep. Yeah. His hands are like licking her face, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, he's like eating her entire mouth. Yeah, he yeah. swallows her whole face. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you see her butt? That's A him. little bit. He yeah. pulls up the uh, little sundress. Uh-huh. See the left cheek. Well, the Frank Drebin kiss in uh, the oh, Naked yeah. Gun. That's a that's similar a... thing by a, by the. Um, what did he do? I don't remember. He does a similar thing, okay. uh, and and he, he he starts. He grabs just his tie yeah. and his shirt and jacket comes off fully. Everything, <laughs> and he's totally naked. Uh, by the way, here's uh, here's something I didn't know about uh, kisses by the numbers because today's National Kissing Day. But uh, the. Um, 1923 was the year when the term French kiss came into use in America. I propose the nation adopt the French kiss. 1923. Coming next year, finger blasting. Whoa! I, I wonder if 
if that was just when the term came around or if people actually, that was when people first started using tongue. Kiss it me like the be. French girls kiss Jack. It couldn't be. No, I don't, it, 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 to me, that seems hard to believe. Yeah. But maybe that's just when the term. And I wonder Everyone's why. on the dance floor doing the cheese car. I wonder why uh, the term French yes. was used and was it indeed, was that you know, come, common did, in France? Yeah, did it come into uh, into vogue in France? I don't really know. I had heard that the uh, it was maybe during World War One or Two where the uh, concept really of um, trench warfare, uh, women, woman on man, oral. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. So became a thing here for for people in the United States because it was like more of a uh, a French thing. Yeah, no, French women I, had introduced that to. Me. I I don't know. I think I'd heard something. I remember like that hearing well, yeah. that, but I don't know if that's true. When wait when uh, oral started to kick around in World War One? Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe before then it was considered. Yeah, Look, I yes. propose a new way to make love, where your head is down by her crotch and her head is by your crotch. All right, here it uh, has a number that correlates to it. Sixty-nine. Here is uh, some info that Nick dug up. French kissing became popular after World War One. It says no one really knows the exact reason why we use the term. But it was likely adopted by Americans who traveled to France and kissed French women who were more comfortable with a bit of tongue action, according to this uh, researcher. Naturally, the term French kiss developed after that. But it seems like that would be a viable, right? I mean, it's as good a reason as any other. All right. uh, Little Dickie's first kiss is on the line. Uh, It's uh, Johanna. Johanna, good morning. Good morning. All right. So, you little kissy whore. <laughs> I kept a list like Marissa, too. You kept a list? Really? In the back of a Ziggy book? Wow. It was not a Ziggy book. It was like a tiny little uh, flower oh. journal. Okay. A right. diary. Do, do you remember the, the number that that uh, totaled up to? Uh, it was quite a lot in the uh, close to triple digits. Wow. Close to triple you digits. Well, good for you. Where'd nice. you grow up? Elkins Park in Cheltenham. And, and are you still friends with uh, with Dave, with Little Dicky? I am. I still, I, don't, I haven't talked to him in a while. Um, some of my friends are, are a little bit closer to him because he lives out in California. But um, when he comes into town, I try to go see him. And he actually did an interview about his first kiss and talked about it and said that <laughs> he thinks that I just, you know, felt bad for him and, and <laughs> helped him out. Which that you felt bad. That's still nice. He's there was, my buddy, so it was fun. There was an episode this season. I don't know if you watch Dave on FX. It's a great show. I, I, yes, I love it. And it But there was great. an episode this season where he goes back to um, being a kid and spending time with people that meant uh, uh, something to him, including uh, his first kiss, the first time he ever had sex. Were you a yeah. part of that episode? Uh, I'm, no, I did hear about it when it was when it was being made, and then we had a group chat with um, some of the girls talking about all the, the memories of the instances he was talking about in that episode. That's really funny. I love that 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 whole idea that you, you're you're helping a friend out and you're gonna you're, <laughs> you, you step in and, and so you obviously helped the entire town out, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the entire uh, class of 2006. No, that's hey, cool. Did uh, did he ask you to show him the the ways of kissing, or did you offer? How did that come about? It uh, we were just everyone had sort of been trying it out and. Everyone's sort of figuring out, you know, how, how do I do this? Whatever, different various makeout parties and how, how old finally, were you? Oh gosh, um, that I actually am kind of forgetting. It was I want to say it was seventh or eighth grade, maybe. Okay, okay. So thirteen, fourteen, so, yeah, yeah, younger. Sure. Um, but, yeah, he was one of the last ones, and we were at our friend's house, and uh, 
and the boys were were kind of making fun of him because it was the it was the Aww. last of the bunch. Yeah, so he's like, a late right, bloomer. We're, we're looking at his uh, yearbook picture, and there is apparently a quote from Boss Hog we can't quite read. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> keep, uh, keep talking that. Keep talking that grease and see where it gets you. Okay. Ava, I did not picture him becoming a rapper and being famous, but it absolutely makes sense. He used to, you know, wander around Elkins Park in his basketball jerseys making rings. Oh, that's cool. Well, wow. good for you. That's, right. that's, a, that's a cool wow. memory. I love it. Yeah. Oh, Lots of good childhood pictures. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Johanna. Wow. You're welcome. Bye, right. everyone. Who's See the most later. famous person you guys have kissed? Oh, mine is Nick McElwain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Casey Boy Foster. <laughs> Nick McElwain. Wait, when did you guys kiss? Well, you guys have kissed a few times. It's, yeah, it's more than once. Yeah. yeah. It was the, the, camp out, uh, the open camp out. mouth was, yeah. oh my camp yeah. out after, God. After the pizza, that was that was probably the Yeah, best. you guys were in those lip spreaders. <laughs> <laughs> no tongue, now. Do you know it was, uh, the, uh, talking, I just had a memory of one of the most amazing camp out moments Concerning the, those things, and, and Nick, when the and Casey, you dropped the water oh, yeah. filled oh, condom. condom on his hand, and we got it in slow motion. Yeah, it's amazing. It's my favorite picture ever taken of uh, any show moment ever. Yeah, like, and actually, there was one. I mean, <laughs> where the nacho cheese is exploding on Pituation's chest. <laughs> that's a good one that's too. A, that's a close second. Yeah. But this one, Brian uh, from Chorus Photography yeah. captured the the moment where the that. Condom was listen, yeah, and the picture of you two guys with the lip spreaders <laughs> about to kiss that's a pretty solid one, too. <laughs> Hang on. right. Marissa, I literally made a gallery for the 25th anniversary, and it has <laughs> all of these photos. All those oh, photos, awesome. all of them yeah. are in there. I had so much fun digging these up, they're the best. Wow, thank all right. you for doing that. Marissa. Yeah, WMMR.com, PrestonSteve.com, exactly. Excellent. All right, well, anyhow, today is uh, National Kiss Day, uh, so keep that in mind, uh, <laughs> and, and, and share the love, if you will. Kiss a stranger hey. by force. No, don't, oh, do, don't that. do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Kiss a friend by force. Oh, yes. <laughs> you, can, you can do that. They'll be more forgiving. Yeah. Less All litigious. Right. Um, uh, let's take a break. We will come back in a moment, but let's give away some movie passes while we take a break because uh, we've got this special screening of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Uh, you can offer them uh, up to the next uh, five callers. All right. All right. 215-263-WMMR is the number. The screening is Wednesday at uh, 7 p.m. You uh, at the AMC Neshaminy. And then the film hits theaters on Friday, June 30th. So 215-263-WMMR. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. But it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on on the web, PrestonAndSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one carat lab grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth born diamonds. Well, you're right, but Steven will never sell a lab grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Got some stories to share, so let's do it. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback, where we'll be tonight. That's right. A little party that's going on there. Uh, you can make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride. Shop 4th of July sale at Sequoia Outback. It's Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. Man, this is a wild story. Uh, golf ball size hail pelted uh, Lewis Tomlinson's fans at Colorado's iconic Red Rocks Ooh. venue last Whoa. night, injuring nearly a hundred of the concert goers, according to officials and video from the scene. Seven people were taken to area hospitals with non-life-threatening injuries, and another 80 to 90 attendees wow. were treated on the scene. Have you ever been out and exposed during a hailstorm? Not big ones. I've yeah. been, just been out when they've been little ones. It stings. It hurts. Yeah, so the injured suffered broken bones and lacerations. Uh, a an attendee, Nicole, wrote on wow. Twitter tonight was one of the scariest nights of my life. And these legitimate golf ball size uh, yeah. pieces of uh, ice. She said it started pelting people with hail at Red Rocks, and my sister and I luckily found shelter under a sign. I am bleeding and have bumps on my head from the hail. Wow. A wild video taken by Nicole captures the giant hailstones crashing down, striking people, and blanketing the ground. People can be heard screaming and crying in the footage. Many tried to protect their heads with jackets, bags, and other items as people screamed out in pain. One attendee posted an image of her arm covered in swollen red splotches due to hailstones. She said she couldn't make it to her car and was denied access into the Red Rocks when she was trying to find a place to shelter. She said, thank you so much to the concession workers at Red Rocks for not letting us in to take shelter because we couldn't get to our cars and instead recorded us and laughed at us while I was sobbing having a panic attack. Another fan who attended the concert also tweeted that she saw workers at the venue recording and laughing at fans getting trampled and beaten by hail. She said that she has welts on her head as a result of the storm. Uh, many fans had taken Ubers or other rideshare vehicles to get to the venue, and they had no place to go when the hail started coming down outside the venue. Yep. Wow. Some, some on social media warned concert goers to check for signs of a concussion before going to sleep. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the West and, and weird weather, uh, mountain snow in Cache County, this is in Utah, is turning red, pink, and orange due to a phenomenon called watermelon snow. Yeah, I've, seen I've heard that. about you this. You familiar with this, yeah. Nick? Yeah, I've seen it, yeah. All right, so some visitors, confused by the hue, thought the color was paint, but the colors occur naturally. Uh, watermelon snow is caused by green algae found in mountains around the world. The algae absorbs heat, which melts the snow and allows the algae to access water. And apparently, there's a lot of it right now. It's very similar to peanut butter jelly time. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And a baseball bat. Uh, there's a lot of evidence now that shows that uh, these al- algae blooms 
uh, contribute rather significantly to overall melt the snowpack around the West, according to uh, Utah State uh, University professor. It's a wild thing to see. And they said a warning to hikers, watermelon snow can stain shoes and jeans. Mm. So keep your clothes tidy. Don't walk on the watermelon snow. Do you have a tight stick? <laughs> Authorities have released body camera footage in the case of a man who was arrested after he tried to steal a jet ski in Florida. Police arrested 47-year-old Yakov Yox Levi. As they said, he tried to steal the personal watercraft before getting naked in the water. <laughs> it was a tough day. Levi tried to steal a jet ski that was parked along the shoreline. It belongs to uh, Boshore Brothers, the police said. And a manager of the business initially told Levi to get away. After noticing him fight you. trying to board it and to push it into the water. Uh, he then broke a paddleboard handle that belonged to the business and used it to hit the manager in the head. Oh, Get man. away from me. He sounds mad. Yeah, yeah. I'll break it over your head. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. That's, yes. That was perfect. So, yeah, he hit him on the head with a uh, paddleboard. I'll break it over your head. After officers now, could they deploy a, deploy a speed strip, uh, Preston? Or uh, no, I don't think they could do an that. Aquatic after, version. After officers arrived, police said that Levi got. What if they threw like a big chunk of land <laughs> yeah, out in yeah. front of it? <laughs> <laughs> Where's this island come from? Uh, uh, so after officers arrived, police said Levi got into the water and refused to come out. Instead, no. sticking up his middle fingers at officers and eventually taking off his clothes, becoming completely naked. Look at my pee-pee. Before being taken into custody, police said Levi grabbed his groin area and made lewd gestures while in the presence of children who were among the beachgoers at the scene. Jeez. Police said two good Samaritans who tried to help get Levi out of the uh, water were also struck by the suspect. You're going to have a hell of a story on that one. <laughs> and you will. Eventually, an officer punched Levi in the face in order to gain control over him. Uh, I want to fight you. So he was arrested on several charges uh, after the incident. What a magical day at the shore. Yeah. Don't you wish you would see yeah. something like that, though? Uh, a This is a great story. Uh, a traveler appeared to take matters into his own hands when a fellow plane passenger kept sticking their smelly feet right under his seat. Tick, uh, TikToker posted a video that purportedly showed him pouring some soda over a sock-covered foot under his seat. Oh no! Uh, so he wrote on the on the video, uh, "Woman on the plane behind, uh, woman on the plane behind me kept putting her smelly feet under me, and then she stopped." According to an insider, the clip shows the sock-covered foot wiggling around underneath the seat. As soda can is held over the foot for a few seconds, staining the top of the sock with a small drop. When the foot continues to wiggle underneath the seat, he pours a little bit more of a small <laughs> drop, and this got her to finally pull her foot so back, how, and it disappeared. Uh, so her, her feet were simply under the seat from behind, or were they extending out in front of his seat? From behind, but they come... So, you know, on an on an, uh, an airplane seat, there's like a little railing uh, yeah. that's underneath yeah, there. You yeah, can kind yeah. of set your feet up on Right. Her feet were coming out... <clears throat> Oh. Protruding through that, like she stuck them out way too far. That's yeah, crazy. That's yeah. Intruding cool. in his area, uh, so he just dropped a little bit of uh, of soda on there and got her to pull that back. So uh, disgusting. Yeah, exactly. So uh, she, um, uh, it ended up working. <laughs> All right, and then we'll do one more story and we'll wrap with this one. A woman uh, faces charges after police say a traffic stop led to her arrest. Police responded on the report of an intoxicated woman driving her vehicle with a toddler. Oh. Uh, you police... are a lush, I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> police said the toddler was a drinker. 33-year-old <laughs> Christine Kriegel was pulled over after driving past the stop sign and driving onto the double yellow line. The complaint alleged that Kriegel I'll was, fight your baby. was uh, crying <laughs> and said she was trying to get to a friend's house, but uh, he wasn't answering. 
Uh, police said her speech was slurred and her clothes were disheveled. Her four-year-old son was in the backseat, oh, unrestrained. But then Kriegel failed sobriety test and was arrested. And as officers waited at the scene for someone to pick up Kriegel's four-year-old son, the boy told officers, Mommy asked me to hide her medicine. Oh. Police said the toddler handed officers a small coin purse with 12 stamp bags of suspected heroin in it. Oh, man. Do I get any reward? Uh, Kriegel faces multiple charges, including including DUI. 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 DUI and endangering the welfare of children. Do you, you. Do you, I. Is that a song? No. No, This is right now. And that's what I have in the bizarre file. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. When we return, uh, Governor Shapiro is going to be on. Yes. Talking about 95, the latest, what's going on with Open That Up. Supposed to be pretty soon, so we'll find out from the man himself. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. It's MMR's Local Shots, Artist of the Month. This month's band is Philadelphia's own High Leaf. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Red Porsche. Search Local Shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. While we're waiting for the uh, the governor to give us a buzz, which should be in the next three or four minutes or so, there's this article that Stephen sent me, which is interesting. Uh, it was a study that was done by Forbes Advisor, and they analyzed uh, car crashes across the United States involving at least one fatality that occurred over a five-year period. And they used that uh, the latest data available from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to narrow down... The most dangerous day of the week for driving in Pennsylvania and the most dangerous month and most dangerous hour. So they've narrowed it down all the way. Yes. So the most dangerous month is October. The most dangerous day is Saturday. And the most dangerous hour is 3 to 4 p.m. Huh. In Pennsylvania. In New Jersey, it's Sunday in October at 8 p.m. until 9 p.m. So a little bit later in the day. Uh, so it includes, the study includes pedestrian deaths, uh, and uh, uh, Forbes is according to Forbes Advisor, and the statistics aren't saying the overall worst time for fatal accidents in Pennsylvania is 3 to 4 p.m. on Saturdays in October. Uh, each is a separate category. Oh. Okay, so so October generally is the least safe month. Right. Uh, and the least safe time. Saturday is, is the least safe day, and the least right. safe time is, is 3 to 4 p.m. Which I so, wouldn't think that. I would think during the week, during some sort of rush hour. Right. right. Uh, it could be possibly, and if you stop and think about, uh, if you're driving around on the weekend, you are you might be more distracted. You're, not, you're less regimented than your normal commute. Mm-hmm. I also think that that probably has a little bit to do with, I don't know how much sun blindness... In that time frame would go into... Um, like, it wouldn't because... Well, they're saying October. Right, which is not really into the height of it, right? I mean... But it's already... Well, it's getting dark by... Well, three, three, three to four, you yeah. said, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. so I yeah. guess that's... The, yeah, which it would be lower in, yeah, in lower the sky. In the sky. Yeah, so maybe so, yeah. Uh, so the most dangerous time to drive in the United States on average is evening rush hour between 6 and 7 p.m., 
Uh, they recorded 8,563 road deaths uh, over five-year period. The second most dangerous hour is 8 to 9 p.m. And uh, when they analyzed road deaths by day, the highest total occurred on Saturdays. Well, I think also you, you probably are inclined to think, well, uh, what about morning rush or whatever? Yeah. Traffic moves a lot slower. That, that's what I was just going to yeah. say. Saturday, maybe there's not as much traffic and people are driving faster. Mm. Yep. Maybe. Um, also, I wonder if um, alcohol has anything to do with it. Maybe. You know, Saturdays. Uh, it says even though road conditions are worse during winter months, deaths decline because fewer people drive then, according to the study. Conversely, during summer months, uh, vehicle miles and deaths increase. Uh, the upcoming 4th of July holiday is considered the second deadliest driving day of the year behind New Year's Day. Mm. Wow. Uh, al- it says here, Casey, alcohol combined with high traffic volume is a leading factor. Yeah, New Year's Day, driving around, anytime we have to go out to an event, and drive any distance. Like a lot of times you go, you know, even go to a different state for a New Year's celebration. It's like, oh, I don't want to be on the road. Mm-hmm. White-tailed deer are in rut in uh, October and November. Ooh. Uh, and I bet that has something to do with it. In Pennsylvania, yeah, maybe I, so. I, I believe most, uh, the most accidents with deer in the country happen in PA. Yes, you're right. I believe that. And by the way, uh, the... Hitting birds is uh, we're 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 past that right because like for like the last couple of weeks there were tons of birds in the uh, in the street uh, on my way into when work. When the birds in the street, oh, oh, oh. hitting birds were past that. What it, do you mean? It, it seems like there is a time of the it, season. It, seriously, it seems like there is a time of the year where I'm like, oh, this is where all the birds are. Eating the stuff off of the street. I have no idea. You guys don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. I'm I'm fascinated, but no, I've never never put a correlation with time of year and birds in the street. It's like that song. It's the time for the the season for bird hitting. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought that there was an abundance of cardinals this time around. Usually it's those uh, like robins. So you're saying June is, is prime cardinal hitting season at least you have you hit a lot of birds dude i i hit birds on my way into work i think uh, it, i think it's then i think it's the end of work because the hours have shifted yeah i think daylight is at different times obviously throughout the year yeah. and you are hitting birds on your way into work i've noticed it too it's when they fly Thank low you. across the street. you're not the you only one you could have spoke up a little sooner before <laughs> you plan based i know but it's hard to do that sometimes uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I've, I've certainly noticed it. And especially driving up Belmont, uh, you're just like, guys, fly a little higher. I did, right. What the hell? Well, that's always been my, my issue. You've got the whole damn sky. you got trees. you got, you got roofs. I don't. Yeah. Remember when all those birds flew into the building in the city? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was ago. actually, there was a big, it was a number yeah. of buildings. It was like a thousand birds. Like, yes. Yeah. Ran into the, or flew into the building in the one Comcast day. Building? They were literally yeah. sweeping yeah. them up off the sidewalks. Yeah. 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 And then also, I had a robin for some reason just kept coming up and uh, pecking on my laundry room window. No other window in the house. That window for some reason. Casey. Yes. yes. He Casey, just can you come out and play? <laughs> and Casey. Then I, Casey. I, I... <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead, Robin. Casey. <laughs> uh, and then I had to put this thing up to see, like, I put up this, uh, it was like this little green fabric thing to see if that helped. Because I didn't know what he's poking. You thought they were being distracted by the the, 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 the glass. Yeah, like, right. were they poking? Like, did they think they were pecking another bird, or? I'm coming in there, and I'm going to kill you. Birds are weird. 
Birds are weird. They're constantly thrown off by the by a light. And, you know, if you live yeah. in a more rural area and you have a light in your home, birds will fly into the windows. It's quite common. That's actually what happened. I remember the case that you're talking about, Kathy. There was a extra hazy condition. They were seeing the illumination of the buildings, and uh, they were flying and just ramming into the glass and dying. And they were literally like you could shovel them up. And that's how many yeah. birds died. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, don't know about the birds, Stacey, but hang on a second. Let me go to Bob on the phones. Hi, Bob. Good morning. Good morning to see you. And good morning, it. What's up, buddy? (laughs) Hey, Casey, I noticed that, too. There's a lot of cardinals. They they sit in the middle of the road, and then you drive up to them, and they take off. Yeah. Why, Why do they do that? Why that's do they wait till the last? I, I want. Are they playing chicken? Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole different animal. <laughs> what, 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 what's? I have not seen this. Uh, well, you know what? You guys also get to work way earlier than I do. So okay. uh, the well, sun I'm, is. Yeah, I'm driving through at five five a.m. So yeah. I, I yeah. see it. There was. Remember one time Thanks, there, there was. A, it drives me crazy. Thanks. Yep. There was a dead bird in the like the girl in my car. Yes. At, did you find a case? Kathy. Um, yeah. Kathy. Uh, no, I, it's happened to I, me too. But I don't remember hitting it. I didn't remember anything. And someone was like, "There's a dead bird." If you stop and think of the absurdity of that, Kathy, uh, uh, something that is gifted with flight <laughs> somehow ends up colliding with the grill of your car. Uh-huh. It's like, and that's not even that's that's like. Three feet, you know, you're, 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 it's a lower part of the car. It's confidence. I mean, they could probably stand and be taller than what that height is. It just drives me crazy. They're they, overconfident with their yes, ability. Stop it. And they they're must, stupid. They must not be able to hear so well. You know what no, I mean? No, they can listen the, for worms, though. Hear, yeah, yeah, we've heard that. But um, to to hear the uh, the the car coming, maybe they don't, they don't oh, know. Oh, see, electric vehicles. Oh, my God. Oh. But the electric vehicles don't have grills, a lot of them. So, mm-hmm. like, a Tesla doesn't. I, ha- I unfortunately I've told you guys this before. I have a um, a clear uh, basketball backboard. <laughs> oh right, yeah. And they hit they hit it from time to time. It sucks. <laughs> what are you laughing They're at? So like, dumb. They're so dumb. They, are, they can't so see dumb. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I always feel sad. terrible when I find one. I'm like, oh man. Well, well you guys have down at the shore. That, that's a big issue, is it not? With birds colliding, I always heard that shore houses or or uh, no, I haven't seen that. No, okay. they built in Ocean City. They built a brand new uh, bridge going into Nine Street, and then and the birds use that. The, well, <laughs> well, it's not new anymore. But it's when it was, they were like confused by it, and they were they were flying into it. They were flying into into cars, into trucks, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Casey! Well, the bridge was higher off of the, the, the bay than the other uh, bridge was. And so it was disorienting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's see. I think we are, yeah. Remember, at uh, if you speak of the shore and birds, remember the um, horseshoe crabs uh, have their big uh, uh, mating, yes. whatever you want to call it. It's a big yeah. party. Yeah. And birds, uh, birds come in from all over. Uh, to feed on uh, on on the leftovers of the dead, you know the so it's the, a big... the eggs or the crabs or whatever, and there are loads of birds down there right now. Apparently, um, do you, is it something that people show up to see? Yes, birders do. Okay, yeah, well, sure. Yeah, there's a couple of different bird sanctuaries, so to speak, yeah. down there. There's one in uh, well, there's one in, in Diamond Beach, another one in Stone Harbor. There's uh, a great place to watch in, in Cape May. Yeah. Uh, it might be. West Bird Cape City? May. Yeah, <laughs> Bird City. <laughs> Going to Bird City, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna, it is pretty wild when you see it. Dude, enormous flocks. I saw a giant vulture uh, when I was riding my bike on... <laughs> dude, he was eating... Uh, a car. A, a car. I was like, dude, there's a dead rabbit over here. You could be eating that Vul- instead. Vultures, Casey, 
Well, especially so when we were out in California briefly, when I was we out there lived for uh, under a year, but um, the area where I was, there was a lot of vultures, a thousand oaks, mm. and you. The first time I saw one sitting on a on a on a branch, I was like, "Dear mother of God!" Yeah, yeah. how's that? They look like crazy. a human in a bird costume. Yeah, it's it's crazy that yeah. they can fly that they're that big. Uh, reeling it back to traffic for a moment because the governor is going to be calling us here in just yeah. a moment. I've been uh, told. Because uh, we're going to talk about 95, but um, I don't know about the birds, Casey. That's how we got on that. Well, maybe the guy traffic. was trying to aver- avoid a bird. Yeah. And that's what happened. And got into an accident. Yeah. Uh, no, October is the time, because the most dangerous month uh, of the year to drive in Pennsylvania is October. It says October is the time of year when it starts to get dark a little earlier, uh, which could affect visibility and yes. maybe why New Jersey sees more problems between 8 and 9 p.m. And it's a month during which uh, more freight travelers over the roads in preparation for the holiday season. So there's going to be some more of the, um, you know, trucks and things like that, larger vehicles. Extra vehicle volume could increase accidents. Well, that's one of the issues with this whole 95 thing, the expeditious repair on it. Because you stop and think about it, the amount of interstate commerce that rolls along 95 yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is staggering. Any any loss of time is a loss of substantial revenue. Well, yep. you mentioned Daylight Savings Press, and uh, did you say between 4 and 5? Because, like, sometimes that's sun blindness, man. It's killer. It, yeah. I, and, oh, you know, yeah. everyone talks about Concha Hawk and, uh, you know, the, the, the curve there for, yep. for good reason. I there mean, are, it, there are two weeks a year. Where it's brutal. It's and, un- and it just, it, you, yeah. you can see it coming, especially Steve in the Conchahokan curve, you know, for my commute or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, I know exactly why this traffic is happening because yeah. I know what time of day it is. You can't um, see. 422 headed, is also a yep, spot. Yep, yep. Headed west. Heading west. Well, yeah, in the afternoon. West, yeah. Depending on the week of the year, but yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure. In the morning, we wouldn't know about really. Right. So. Yeah, heading home um, or heading west on, on the Schuylkill on 76. Yeah. Okay. I found that when the morning sun hits your face, it really shows your age. What's Wait, that? What's that from? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you got it. Keep working it. Rod Stewart. Oh, that's damn it. Oh, oh really shows your age. Yeah. But that don't, don't worry me, Nugs. My eyes, you're everything. It's actually a song that he wrote about the Conchock and Curve. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of people don't yeah, know yeah, yeah. that. And that's and so why we enjoyed need to do a series about the secrets. I'll tell you what, love, let's get in car and drive out to the Conchock and Curve so I can look at your beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, they should be able to put up like a, a, a Mr. Burns solar disc to block the sun. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, twice a year. Yeah, twice a year. That's what we're asking. No, I I do remember times when I'm just like, you you, uh, you have to put the the flap down the uh, the visor, yeah, uh-huh. and just kind of peek and yeah. even you put your through. hand up, yeah. and you just have this tiniest little window of where it's you can worst. look. You know what they should do is put a little peephole in the visor, like in a hotel room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they they haven't thought of that yet. By the way, Pennsylvania is one only a handful of states in which the time of day uh, registering most vehicle-related deaths is mid-afternoon. Uh, most of them are later in the evening. Uh, the others, though, include that that are that share this trait with Pennsylvania, or Utah, Kentucky, West Virginia, and Wisconsin. Uh, the question of why came up to a PennDOT spokesperson who said that it's uh, it's part of rush hour, which sees more fatalities. So. I'll tell you what, rush hour has seemed, the parameters of rush hour has seemed to increase, you know, 
I've been out where I thought I was going to be clear of rush hour, you yeah. know, early in the afternoon, and I'll be like, what in the well, F? But recently? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of, you know, people taking an alternate because of 95, like the Blue Room well, has e- been... Even before the 95. Oh, before yeah, 95. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, however, it is a little bit lighter <laughs> this week because uh, I think schools are out now. I think that's season. There's no buses on the road, yeah. and so uh, traffic has been a little better. Where do you least look forward to? The school goal. Is it? Yeah, for me, the Schuylkill, one hundred percent. The Schuylkill and uh, the Boulevard. Uh, yep, I could see that. Hate it. Uh, I, think I get most mad on the Blue Route because I expect it to be better, and it isn't. And then it's not. Do you know? I'm like, yes, I might agree with you on because that one. of the, the shift from three lanes in one yeah. direction to two lanes in one direction. And I'm like, you know, fifty years ago, we could have designed this a little bit better, and be I'd be moving right now. What I can't stand is um, crossing the Walt Whitman and that whole exchange oh. to get to the Atlantic City Expressway oh. is just it's weird too. Yeah. It's really weird well, yeah. right now too with all yeah. the construction. There's there. loads of construction. There's lanes end, and it's just it's a nightmare. I mean, I take all back roads in to and from work, and it seems like there are times when I'm driving home where every single it's like somebody doesn't want me to go home because right. every single road it is, is closed. It's a time to keep you. Yeah, <laughs> now, there, I felt there, that way. There's been like a major there's an infrastructure thing going on right now. Right, yeah. You know, it's it, it's a, it is a national movement. And so I appreciate them, you know, changing pipes and fixing the roads and stuff like that. But I just want to get home. I hear you, man. All right. Well, listen, he's on the line. Yes. Uh, we're ready to go. We've had the pleasure of uh, meeting the governor before he was governor on, yes. on a few occasions. Camp out for hunger. And for so one, on. yeah. Uh, and we were told it was going to be two weeks uh, until things were up and running on 95. But it was looking better than that. Casey, you want me to play this? Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Before we bring the governor on board, Casey wants me to play this. Here we go. This is what it looks like when the ingenuity of Delco meets the grit of Philly and we work together to get it done. Yes, Casey's very proud of Delco. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so is the governor. Oh, wait, here it comes. Delco. Please welcome Governor Josh Shapiro yeah. to our program this morning. Good morning, Governor. Yeah. Yo, guys, and and shout out to Casey. I'm glad she believes in Delco the way I do. Oh, yes, it's a he, she yeah. does. <laughs> it's a he. It's a he. <laughs> She's a he. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, all right, Governor. So, listen, when you made the announcement that uh, we were looking at two weeks, I thought that that sounded um, optimistic at best. But it seems like things are even better than that now. If I'm correct. Yeah, look, I mean, when when I got to the scene on Sunday, um, our experts were saying it was going to take months and months. And, you know, look, I I demand excellence of our team. I said we got to come up with a better way. We got to lean on, uh, as I said before, the ingenuity of Delco <laughs> to speed this up. We had to think outside the box and we had to be all hands on deck. And special shout out to the Philadelphia Building Trades who have literally worked 24-7. I mean, hell, they... They postponed the Phillies game last night because it was raining. Our guys were out there working their asses off to mm. get this road rebuilt. But at every step of the process, they've been um, really just just exceeding expectations. So well, when I was with the president Saturday, I, I felt that I could state with confidence we'd have it open, not in months, but within two weeks. And then based on the work they had done over the last you know 72-ish hours or so, uh, we felt confident that I could say just the other day that we'll be open this weekend and um, you know, weather permitting, we'll, we'll have it open this weekend. I'm, I think the weather's looking pretty good. We're going to have, um, you know, enough breaks in the rain to be able to get this done. And actually, we have a very cool thing happening uh, today and tomorrow. You know, we need 
dry uh, road in order to do the striping. Yeah. Right? It makes sense. And we're a little worried about the rain. So we reached out to our friends. Uh, I don't know if you guys are NASCAR guys or not. I'm a NASCAR yeah. guy. We reached out to our friends up at Pocono Raceway who have this huge jet dryer that they use on the track in order for the cars to be able to race. And mm-hmm. they are literally bringing that jet dryer down to this section <laughs> of 90. That is great. How cool is that, right? So so we not only have the ingenuity of Delco, we got the ingenuity of, <laughs> of Northeastern PA, of NEPA. But anyway, they're going to help keep that road dry so we can get it striped and, and ready to go. So it's all hands on deck. Everybody's doing an awesome job and uh, I'm really proud of these folks. I'll, I'll, their tails off. I'll tell you this. Earlier, we were speaking about this, and, and I, I said, and I think it's the case, we needed a win like this. This yeah, is a yeah. very cool thing. So kudos to you and to obviously these uh, these workers. Yeah. And you're exactly right. But who knew that the entertainment of the year would be the video stream <laughs> of the construction site? I know. Uh, and, and there was a point I clearly I was watching what had happened. A storm came in. Lightning storm came in. Obviously, that's a little bit more problematic. Sure. Work stopped. It passed. And then they went right back to work. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah these guys don't screw around. Here I thought. Folks want to tune in and listen to Preston's feet, but no, they want to go up in the live stream and watch. And I don't know about you guys, I am completely addicted to it. I mean, I check it, you know, before bed, first thing in the morning. I'm I'm constantly looking at it on my phone, and and I'm just proud as hell of these guys. I mean, th- these guys are just awesome what they're doing, guys and women. I mean, they're yeah. they're out there working for us, and you know, you kind of touched on this in your question. Yeah, we're we're building a road and it's cool, but I think there's like a sense of civic pride right now. Yes. Absolutely. People are people are really into it. And I'm I'm proud to to be the governor of this Commonwealth. I'm proud to infuse that, you know, that that belief in one another. And I, I get sick and tired of people being surprised when they see excellence. We should demand excellence right here in Philly and across Pennsylvania because we are excellent. We Go- can get big things done again. Governor, I have a, a sort of a technical question because obviously this is a bit of a temporary fix and it looks to me like the lanes are actually kind of narrower. Is that just to get it done so that we can have uh, transportation going across? No, we're going to have six full lanes. So three north, three south, and they're the proper size. I think what, what you're kind of seeing there. And, and it'll be more apparent, like, once everything's striped. But what we did was we eliminated the shoulders in that area so we could get three and three. Uh, there had been four and four. And, and what it also allows us to do is then immediately begin working on the permanent bridge, three lanes on the outside of each side. We'll then move the traffic to the permanent bridge, rip out this temporary replacement, and put the three lanes down the middle so there'll be no interruption to traffic while we do that work, and we'll always have six lanes open. So it was a really smart approach. It's going to allow us to have six lanes of traffic um, at all times. Okay, so I kind of had the same question. Is there anything that's going to cause people to slow down there, or is, do you think traffic is going to flow as it would? Well, it's going to flow. Look, we're, we're going to have four lanes at some point, so long 95 and three lanes. So, sure, there could be a little bit of a slowdown, but what we're going to have is we're going to have traffic flowing through and get motorists on their way uh, as quickly as possible. Um, and, and that was the goal behind doing this temporary fix. And I want to be clear when we say temporary fix. I mean, it's just as safe as a permanent fix. Yes. But what we thought was important was getting people back on the roads as quickly as possible. And 
we're going to hit our mark this weekend. And, and I mean, basically we will have rebuilt this section of 95 in, in just about two weeks, which is really incredible. How long, uh, if you can project, will the, will the temporary be open before permanent work is, is done in the whole project overall? I know that's a bit of a, uh, an open-ended question, but no, it's a, it's a fair question. And we're going to provide that timetable once we uh, commence that work. I, I think we'll begin that work on the permanent bridge basically right after this temporary one gets open. I think we'll let folks go home and get a little bit of <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe for yeah. a day. We got to let our great uh, Secretary of PennDOT go home for a day. He's been working out of a truck in Northeast Philly, literally. It, um, but but we're going to commence that project right away. And as soon as we do, I'll be happy to give folks a, a timetable. So um, I was, we're, we're talking about a few months there. I was reading, uh, uh, and uh, some of the folks at PennDOT were saying, uh, to that question, Governor, uh, is that actually because the road was just worked on and plans were put in place 10 years ago, that that'll actually expedite everything going forward with a permanent structure because they already have the design plans and everything drawn up already and ready to go. Is that, is that what you're hearing? Yeah, that's, I think that's fair. I mean, a big, a big part of the holdup and why we went to this temporary fix with the aggregate, basically building up the ground and paving over it in the simplest terms is because it was going to be a delay just to get the steel beams for the bridge. And the last thing I wanted to do was sit around and wait. I mean, I'm competitive as hell. I wanted to get this done obviously safely first and foremost, but as quickly as possible. And look, this was our championship. This is our world series, our super bowl. <laughs> and you know, we wanted to win. And I think we're proven to the good people of Philly and Pennsylvania that we were up to the task. So this was an emergency situation that required emergency road work. Has this type of repair ever been thought of to be applied to say the Schuylkill expressway <laughs> or other roadways in our area that are frustrating to, to commuters? Look, I mean, I think that's a fair question. The fill and all the materials we're using, that's been used before. So that's not new. I think putting it all together and doing it in this place, that was innovative. That was new and that was different and because we all thought outside the box. But, you know, we, we do need to have a real, you know, conversation in this country about infrastructure, how long it takes, how we do these projects. Here's what I do know. We've got the workforce to do it. The, the women and men in the Philadelphia building trades are awesome. They are capable of doing it. we got to make sure government works quicker to get them on the job. Right. Uh, you know what, Governor, your, your position, your, your job is, uh, is uh, problem solving. And, and it's a huge yeah. part of, of why you took on this responsibility. Uh, but you can never see what's going to happen down the road. And I know if it were me and I got the phone call that said, by the way, <laughs> this is happening, I'd be like, son of a bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> what are we going to do about this? Do you see those as more of an opportunity uh, to, um, you know, uh, f- find these answers, find these solutions? Or, or you know, I'm just curious, when you, yeah. when you hear unfortunate news like that, how do you, how do you what, what's the first thing that goes through your mind? Yeah, I mean, look, first off, uh, the, the good people of Pennsylvania trusted me to do this job in good times and bad. And it's my job to make sure that we are creative, we're quick, and that we address these crises head on. Uh, I'm blessed to be surrounded by an incredible team. And, you know, we preach every day, no drama, focus on the task at hand. Um, that's the kind of leader I am. That's the kind of people I have working with me. And so as soon as we got that news, you know, what was it, six something in the morning on uh, Sunday morning, uh, we went to work um, first to try and get the situation under control. And that's off to um, state police, Philly police and Philly fire. Man, they did an awesome job making sure that other than the truck driver, oh, man. Uh, he rest in peace, that no lives were yeah. lost. 
Um, and so once they got that stabilized, as that was going on, we were already working on the next step, which is how are we going to get traffic flowing again? And so we got the demo crews out there. And while the demo crews were out there, we were thinking about the engineering plan. And while we were thinking about the engineering plan, we were buying materials and getting that done. I was signing a disaster declaration so we could cut through the red tape and move quickly and free up resources. I was talking to the president of the United States and our federal partners who were funding this. We were doing it in a synchronized way as, as quickly as possible. So it was a crisis. Um, but we, you know, we obviously stepped up. We have a great team we're working with. It was all hands on deck. Uh, this is my job, and I'm honored to do it for the good people of Pennsylvania. We had a discussion at the uh, Camp Out for Hunger um, when you uh, made an appearance, and we thank you for being a part of that. And I, I brought up the fact, and, and you you commiserated that just people are sick and tired of politicians. And I said, I'm 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 creating a party called the Resultist Party. And when I want to give them now an object lesson in what the Resultist Party will do, it's this: <laughs> yeah, getting results. Yeah, so yeah. kudos to you for that. I mean, that's what you know, and you you commiserate. That's what people want to see. They you know you. They do. Talk is cheap. The results are here. And that's why I think, going back to the early part of the conversation, there is a genuine sense of pride that this is moving along at the way it is. Yeah, no, I, I think you're I think you're right. Folks just want us to get you to get sorry, I can't say that. Get, <laughs> but we know, know what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, get stuff done. And and that's what we're focused on every day. Trying to stay out of the drama of the national politics, trying to stay out of the drama of partisan politics. Look, I'm a proud Democrat, but I also know in this job, you got to work with people on both sides of the aisle to get stuff done. And and the, the point made about pride, I'm I am I'm proud, right, that there is this sense of pride. Everybody should feel like they have a stake in this. And, you know, one of the things that that has frustrated me a bit, although I understand it, is when people come up to me and, and they're surprised that we were <laughs> able to get this done. And and I get that. I, I get that, you know, for a long time. Uh, you know, maybe folks felt like we couldn't get things done, but I demand excellence of myself. I demand excellence of the people around me and people should demand excellence here in Pennsylvania. We can do big things when we focus on results. We ignore the BS. We ignore the noise. and We try and get things done. And, and that's what I want people to know about our administration. We're focused on results. We're focused on getting things done. And look, I get that not everybody agrees with my views on on everything, but I hope they can all agree that we're working our tails off for them yes. trying to get things done. Results absolutely. matter. Yeah, absolutely. And we've seen them for sure. So another week and change uh, somewhere in that range, uh, we should be uh, be uh, driving back on 95 again. No, no it's going to be less. We're going to have this thing open this weekend. Wow. Amazing. Wow. wow. It's going to be open this weekend. And a lot depends on your weather person. So yes. tell your weather person <laughs> to make sure it doesn't rain. Uh, but no, we, we should know, I'd say probably in the next... 24 hours um, with greater precision as to which day this weekend. Again, a lot of it's weather dependent, uh, but we're going to have it open this weekend. So wow. Monday morning commuters, you'll be able to set your alarm clocks back to the normal time. You <laughs> get up early to go on 95 and, you know, families, if they're whatever, going to the shore, they're hanging out this weekend. Hopefully it's going to mean less time in the car and more time hanging out with loved ones. And, Governor, maybe you assume because we're using NASCAR heaters to dry off the road that NASCAR racing will be allowed on 95 soon? Oh, God. How cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd get in trouble for that. I don't think I got that kind of power. <laughs> Man, that would be awesome. Well, listen, con- congratulations on, on this, uh, this issue being handled uh, very expeditiously and your staff and everybody involved. And, of course, obviously the crews that have been doing the, the, yeah. the rolling up your sleeves leaves hard work so uh thank you so much governor we appreciate it and i'll see you guys for camp out for hunger yes awesome it is uh 
more important than ever before, we're seeing an uptick in the number of people going to food banks, given the fact that the feds, you know, ended yeah. the, the SNAP benefits. So y'all are needed more than ever, and I'm looking forward to working with you. We appreciate 13th, that. Yeah. Uh, November 13th to the 17th, so put it on your calendar now. Good. We'll see you there. All, All right. right. Thank you so much. Governor Josh Shapiro, yeah! guys. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't yeah. think it would be this weekend. No, they this may weekend. Have said maybe I missed that yeah. part of the of the news, but uh, I thought for sure, for sure, six months minimum. Oh, yeah. that, yes, and, and, and even I, that I, seemed like a Pollyanna-ish approach. And I know that uh, you know they they have they have to permanently fix yeah. this, but but to get cars back on the road that quickly that's uh that's amazing it's so efficient it completely ruined one of our on-air promotions yes <laughs> it did yeah. yeah it did and it was crazy yesterday alex the comedian that we had by uh the he brought some of that material that filler yeah. material and it was like it was like pumice, pumice if you've ever yeah. held that in your hands it's yeah. light uh it it looks dense but it's it's really really light and that's the stuff that they're using uh, in the time being, and it's you know it has integrity to it, so it's going to do just fine. But it's pretty wild. Hey, I'm, I'm very amazed. And Delco did it, man. Yeah, I mean, Delco it was it was it. it was teamwork, but yeah. uh, you know, Delco led the charge. Yeah. All right, uh, let us take a break. We are going to come back with another guest, Harold uh, Perrineau, is going to be joining us, and the show he's promoting is called From. Steve's raving about it. Yeah, and uh, I will definitely get on board and watch that. Casey's been watching it too. We'll come back in a moment and get in some other things as well. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to have um, actor Harold Pirino on in just a moment. I, You know what I could do? What? Uh, a little bit of time here is uh, make up for some lost uh, shard outs and butt plugs that I haven't done in a little while. Are, are you lagging? I'm way lagging, man. And listen, and I apologize. And, and it is a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword because when I do these... Then I get inundated with them, and then it's hard to fit them all in. In uh, your defense, yes, there was an enormous pile of pasta found in New Jersey. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot going on. So, <laughs> um, let me mention a couple of these. I got this from Brian Thornton. He says, "Shard or a butt?" It's a butt. <laughs> uh, it says, um, "Well, it's a little bit of both." So this is when we it's were doing coolest teacher. I said, "I know you guys do best teacher awards this time of year," and I've got a good buddy of mine. 
uh, who was my kid's first grade teacher, who is sick, Eric Hetrick, mm. uh, teaches first grade at Upper Providence Elementary in the Springford School District. And I don't know how he manages the chaos of first grade classroom. He goes on to talk about how great he is as a teacher. He said a few weeks ago he ended up in the hospital with an infected heart valve. Mm-hmm. That also caused some issues in the brain. <laughs> he had open heart surgery on Monday at Jefferson. I, I received this uh, back on the 10th, by the way. Um, and uh, he's still there. He says he's got two great kids, and we're thinking that his family could use a little help uh, through recovery in terms of medical bills. Some local moms have started to go fund me. Uh, so you can do a search on um, uh, Eric Hetrick. Yeah, he locally. emailed me as well, Preston, and it is up on the community page at PrestonSteve.com. All right. There's uh, one or two GoFundMes there, including his. Uh, yeah, Helping the Hetricks is what it's called. Excellent. And uh, it runs through the uh, the next few weeks. So um, if you want to make a donation, you can go to PrestonSteve.com, get that information. Thank you. There's the butt plug. All right, here's a shart. Shart! Um, Says, hey, gentlemen, sorry to bother you at work. Uh, shout out to Magnolia Public School for easing 5Ks, for easing 5K yesterday at an Alex's Lemonade stand hosted by uh, the plant. For raising, probably. Yeah, yeah I think so. For ra- yeah. Raising. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, planned by the third grade. You guys rock. Side note, instead of a uh, greatest teacher and centering on high school, would you think of staff for any school? We have amazing teachers, young grade levels. And I know you won't get uh, student votes, but just a thought, even one of the days, a lot of great people down low that matter, too. People tend to focus on the upper grades as it's recent, but uh, wouldn't be able to read or love school without the impact of first or third grade teachers. Um, But yes, absolutely, Paul, we appreciate that. Um, This is a shout out uh, to the Magnolia Public School. Um, We do what we can about the teachers. But yes, the grade school teachers are amazing as well. And in fact, here's another one. Uh, this is interesting. It's, I don't know if it's a shard or not, but it says, I have a small but urgent request. And I, I got this back on June 5th, so I'm sorry about the urgency there. Uh, I'm a teacher and would like to put myself in the running for the teacher of the year uh. at my school. Uh, the issue is that my school is in Guangzhou, China, <laughs> at which I teach world history and art history. I understand and respect that my school isn't eligible to be chosen as a school for the official award because we are not in the Delaware Valley, but also because my students can never vote for the favorite teacher. My students are Chinese and aren't used to voting for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so even if you gave them the choice, I'm not sure what might would ha- what might happen. Probably <laughs> chaos, he says. Um, Which teacher does the state of... <laughs> uh, so this is from Connor Dunn, by the way. Uh, outside of my request, he said, you guys are sadly my source of local news. Oh, oh my God, I'm Uh-oh. so sorry. <laughs> I need that little touch of home while living in China. I podcast every day and miss listening live to the Kenny Knight and Dorcas Butt Whistle Show. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's a good uh, callback. Uh, says, I will be back in the USA for the first time in a couple of years in late uh, July or August. If you're having listeners in the studio, I would love to come. So, Connor, thank you, man. Get in touch if you're coming in in a couple of years. We'll see what we can do for you. Uh, this says, hey, person. My name is Nick, and me and my father, Jim Kenny, own a bar called uh, Townies Tavern in Hatboro, PA, where my father has owned it for over 28 years. We're coming up on our 50th anniversary Whoa. on the 24th of this month when the bar became Townies Tavern. And I've watched my father work tirelessly day to day to make that bar the fine establishment it is today. The least I can do is give this man a juicy shard out for yeah. everything he has done and keep this bar running and get us to our 50th anniversary. That is from Nicholas. So here we go. 
And that is a shout out for his dad. Nice 50 work. years? Yeah, that's terrific. A, that's unbelievable. Hard work. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> like 50 years. Uh, it's like a billion. <laughs> uh, this is Michelle from Exton. Like and said, I'm very recently one of your newest and biggest fans. My boyfriend, AJ, has been listening to you guys for years and has been wanting uh, me to hop on the bandwagon. And I kept saying, oh, I just don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to radio like that. Uh, because as a woman deep down, maybe I knew I would enjoy it uh. <laughs> and would have to tell him he was right. <laughs> Anyways, on my own terms, I finally started listening to you guys. And between the shard outs and sucking on a chili dog, <laughs> I love you. And I wanted to see if it was possible to get my wonderful boyfriend and one of your longer committed fans a huge shard out for being right. It's coming from you, not me. So I say it doesn't count. So that's from Michelle and Exton. So there you go, buddy. Sucking right. on a chili dog. Yep. Uh, Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Says, uh, ready to request a shout out for my brother David Gardner. Uh, we're both huge fans, and I am uh, and have been for a very long time. We love yous. Uh, and it says several, he's been to several cardboard classics, delivered his van full of uh, donations for Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. Uh, Dave's birthday is May 28th. Hey, you oh, got right. it. Happy yeah. birthday. Because it's, it's coming up. And while I realize you have a lot happening this week, if you could squeeze it in a little hello to him mm. at some point, it would be fan-freaking-tastic. Uh, thanks for so much that all of you do. Most sincerely, Beth Harrington. So there's a, By the way, a month late chart. If you hear us mention somebody you know, uh, please oh, contact them and let them know that we did this. Yeah. Um, all right, here's one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, guys, I've been listening to you guys since I was a young Padawan. <laughs> My name is Jackie. My 12-year-old son, Colton, plays baseball for South Cumberland Little League from a little town in South Jersey, Cedarville, New Jersey. His baseball team major, uh, Y, 11 through 12 boys, could really use a special uh, shout-out. We, we had a rough season, 4-7-1. and one. But we just made the eighth seed position in a local tournament, so we got a battle ahead of us on Thursday. Their final home game is Tuesday, May 30th. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so I see what you're saying about being caught behind a little bit. And she said, any words of encouragement for the kiddos would be really awesome. Come on, or just encourage a, them. Come on, you could did it. A <laughs> or a good old shout out. So thank you. That's from Jackie Hutchins. I apologize. <laughs> I want to know now. I told you. Yeah, we need to know the yeah. results, how they did. Yeah. All right, well, we'll see if we can find out. <laughs> uh, but we have our guests ready to go. Excellent. Uh, Steve, you are going on and on about how ama amazing this show is. I love it, and I'm trying to get the word out as hard as I can to people. I, you, well, you go ahead. I'm going to watch it. I'm, I'm yeah. absolutely going to watch it. And because it has the stamp of approval from uh, my man beside you, yeah, Stephen, Stephen King. King. Absolutely. He, he loves this show, and we love this guy. We've had the pleasure of speaking to him many times throughout the years, especially when Lost was what it was. But now the show is called From, and it's on. Uh, it's in season two. You can find it on MGM Plus. Please welcome Harold Pirino. Yeah. This morning, Harold. Hey, what's going on? Preston, Steve Preston, come on, man. You got to get on. I, dude, yeah. I will. I will. I will. I will. I promise. But you I, know. I've been hitting him hard, Harold, because from the beginning, uh, and you, we had you on prior to this show's premiere, and I said, okay, this sounds in my wheelhouse. And then after the first episode, I was just absolutely on board. It has been fantastic. Um, and I think I said at that point to you, and you were, you were very, um, you understood what I was talking about. I said, we loved Lost for so long, 
but you know, the, the wrap up was a, didn't quite stick the landing. And you said, okay, you're on this, and and you can assure us that this is leading towards something. At this point, again, as with us, I don't care if it does. It's so good along the way uh, that it's just it's just riveting. So kudos to you, by the way. You are you are doing a phenomenal job as Boyd. Um, explain to people what what from is uh, is about and what they what they can anticipate. They can take the jump in now and still catch up pretty quickly. Yeah, you can. You can go watch it on. Uh, you can catch the whole first season on Amazon, uh, and then you can go to MGM, and then pretty. We're about to do our finale, so pretty soon you can, you can catch the whole second season on MGM Plus. But anyway, uh, from is about a group of people who get trapped in a town, and if. Um, if you see this um, downed tree, you are already trapped in the town, and all roads lead back to the town, so there's no way out. And, by the way, you're being hunted at night by these creatures <laughs> that, you know, present as, like, sort of these Norman Rockwell kind of-esque figures that come out of the woods at night and uh, eviscerate you if, if you let them. Yeah. Uh, so that is uh, <laughs> the setup of... All right, so Harold, you know, and I, I've heard this concept before. Twilight Zone. There, there have been episodes like this. There have been other shows that that, that have had, and I love it. I, I think the uh, the trapped you can't leave. Uh, there's something sinister going on, and we need to find a way out. Type of situation. What makes from a little bit different than the other scenarios, uh, the other shows that have had a similar scenario? So you know, I mean, I, listen. At the end of the day, a lot of these shows are really similar, and, and from is built as a horror show, so. Um, you know, we have all those elements of horrors, the jump scares, the, you know, the, the gory sort of blood and guts. But what makes oh, it yeah. really, really different is that uh, you really connect. There are like, there are 14 of us at mm. least that you follow uh, throughout the season. And it's the connection to the people, the connection to each other while they're there, the connection to their lives. And by the way, um, you know, this is coming out right after we've all just been in this pandemic when we were all trapped in our homes yeah. and we couldn't go out because there were these scary monsters out there that none of us kind of understood. Uh-huh. So you get to you get you get to kind of rem- remind yourself of just how scary that that was is and how people handle that. And that's the thing I think that's the real great hook was from. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you, you, you're getting to watch people respond to this really scary thing in, in very very different ways, and it's really kind of fun at that. Well, Forbes called it the best show you're not watching on a streaming service you've never heard of uh, but it is it, it, it is tremendous and I'll tell you what so it, it, for me to describe yes there are similarities to other things but like in the first episode uh, so you're in the town you know that this town is going to keep you there and a the family sees that down tree they're in it now they're never leaving but they're driving around and your mindset, right. because you've been through it before, and these are the little writing things that make you say, oh, this is this is really firing. You say, let them drive. Let them do the deal. Because you, your character yeah. knows they won't believe when he says you're never leaving this town unless they see this right. anomaly play out. Mm-hmm. That attention to stuff right. like that about how a group of people works, you have this sort of... Loud mouth, um, but loud and brassy, but kind. Uh, Donna, you have different characters who you sure you're going to hate, who actually turn out to be. Right. There's, there's, it's people forced to find common ground, and they, and it, you want to talk about visceral. I mean, there is first off, the f bomb is dropped constantly. <laughs> it's, it's real deal, and so yeah, and and <laughs> and the gore and everything is what it needs to be because. When these people come out of the, uh, the, these creatures come out at night, they a lot of times will look like people these people know. Oh. And they're walking. They're not yeah. running, and they're walking up to them smiling. Mm. 
and it's all pleasant mm-hmm. until until they turn, and that's the great part of it. And we just recently learned in season two that where you thought you were safe during the day, you're not. So great. So it it, it keeps yeah. evolving. Yeah. No, it's, it's really great. Hey, listen. And in the first episode. We kill a child. Like, that doesn't happen. And you don't kill children. Right. You kill children and dogs. And the very, like, the first 10 minutes, yeah. the kid gets killed. It's like, it's, it's scary stuff. It, it, so you know right away the stakes are really, really, really high. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's really good writing. And not that killing children is No, 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 but, but it, you're, you cannot be. everybody view. Yeah. No, you, it, <laughs> the truth is you can't be comfortable. And shows that were willing to do that right. leave you. A more right. engaging, yeah. Uh, when you found out Stephen that, King was a fan, right. when you found out Stephen King was a fan, what did, yeah. how did that ring with you? I, I got to be honest, man. I was I was giggly like a little boy. Stephen King just tweeted about us because you know we're, we just feel like the, we're like with this little show we shoot up in Canada, like in Nova Scotia, and uh, and and we just you know we felt like oh we're just this little show, but we always you know thought like we had something great there. We have a really great amazing cast um, and crew and so we were like yeah you know there's a lot of things in streaming you know people will watch it or they won't and but people are really really showing up to watch it because good man it's really fun it's really good it's real fun so uh harold even though you've you've been in this industry for for a long time are are you immune to other people come up uh, coming up to you trying to push other shows for you to watch going oh man you need to see this show (laughs) you know (laughs) no i'm not immune to it but but man, I can't catch up. Yeah, it's so many tough. Shows. Which is like I'm not immune to it at all. But it's just like I ain't got time, man. White coated, <laughs> yellow jacket. I got a lot silo. Like I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I've had enough full-on endorsements from people whose opinion I trust about From, and therefore I will be <laughs> on board very shortly for this show, for sure. And I love yes, the fact, sir. you know, I love the fact that it's, as, as Casey was saying, because uh, my producer, he just got on board, and he's like, I love the fact that I have two full seasons that I can watch now. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yes, that's exactly true. Yeah, because what happens is you start wanting yeah. to know what's next. What yes. happened next? What happened next? A lot of people, you know, they keep screaming about answers. Well, we're not going to get all the answers because then the show is over, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going to keep wanting answers, but you, it really is uh, like you just said a few minutes ago. It's a great ride. Yeah, and I don't know how it ends. They have assured me that the ending has always been there. They've always had the ending, um, and so, but but really, the fun part is how however we get there. Okay. And and so far, these first two seasons, in my opinion, have been really, really special. Sensational. Is I there... I mean, like, I'm spectacular. They, they're really written well, and, and, and we have a great cast. Like is, is there a projection for uh, uh, episode numbers or series? Uh, do, they, do they have a, 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 a definitive, a definitive uh, number that there's going to be? Well, here, we're in the Wild West, right, with all these streaming things. Yeah. And so here's the thing that I, I, I heard from them. They have a way to get to the end in three years, four years, or six years. Like, oh, wow. like they have they they have a way to get there to, no matter what happens, and and that's really because you know we just don't know. Like, like yeah. we were just saying, there are all of these streaming services and there's so much content. Like, so if we feel like okay, we better wrap this up quick because we're gonna lose them. Uh, then then we, then then they will wrap it up as fast as they can. But if if not, I think we could, we'll go on for a little bit longer. So there is a path 
for uh, a number of different years. Excellent. I'm going to put in one last pitch for people to watch the show so they can know what I'm talking about. My people, <laughs> I'm going to say this, is that when you get frustrated when characters in a show don't make the tough decisions, that's not from... Uh, and there, even your character Boyd personally makes a decision that's devastating to his family because he has to do it. So that's um, that's that's an amazing. Uh, that is how you can know this is the real deal. That's why Stephen King loves from. Yeah, it, it, and yeah, the, I couldn't pitch it any better than yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> so if folks don't, don't they don't take that? Then yeah, then, then I, <laughs> there were, there's nothing more we can do. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't do no more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harold, thank you so much. Uh, continued success. Congratulations okay. on this from uh, season two finale is this Sunday on MGM Plus. Take care. Harold Pirano, yes. guys. Yeah. All right, we'll see you, man. This is kind of a, a stupid question, but do you think uh, shows like this uh, sometimes struggle to find audiences because... The title is a bit confusing. We had a lot of people texting in, what's the name of the show? Yeah, because from, when you say, I'm watching yeah. from... Or is it that from, or is it, yeah. Yeah, or it's just a quick one-syllable word that's used in sentences a lot. The other one yeah. that comes to mind is the show You, Y-O-U. Yeah. yeah. And people say, I'm watching you. Wait, what? Well, yeah, yeah watch what me does do that what? Mean? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, it can be. I think it can stunt it a little bit. Yeah, they, they do a really dark, the theme song to the show, Preston, oh, is yeah. K Sarah Sarah, but done dark. Nice. Yeah, it's like whatever will be, will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also think that MGM Plus is not a streaming service right. that people are it was necessarily Epics. familiar with. Yeah, before. So. Epic's before that, yeah. now MGM Plus, but uh, I'm watching it on Prime Video, so... Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a show with um, uh, Forrest Whitaker called uh, 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 The uh, Last Gangster... No, of Harlem, right? The, yeah, yeah, Last yeah. Gangster it's of Harlem. very good. And that's the same platform, uh, but Casey, the, re- the way that I watch it was uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. All right, well, I, I got to get to this. I could use a good horror show right about now. It's brutal. All right, um, how about, since it is Thursday, we have one more day to go, and if I don't do this now, we won't get to do it, and uh, the Just Saying Institute. Just Saying Institute. Yeah. You cool with that? Yeah, sure. I got a couple things uh, that are worth mentioning. Uh, there was a research study that was done, published by BMC Psychology, uh, that shed light on something I've never heard of. It's called the Lying Flat Lifestyle Movement. Okay, lying flat. Lying is that where you just remain immobile on the floor? No, okay. it is. Uh, it's relationship to attitudes towards being single, and the findings indicate that young adults who have a positive view of the lifestyle, which emphasizes relaxation and avoiding excessive work or societal pressures, also believe that they can find happiness through various sources other than romantic relationships. Hmm. Uh, The results suggest that that there might be a growing trend among young people to choose the single lifestyle in the future and lying flat. I think this is um, this is sort of cyclical as well. Yeah, this was uh, these this movement comes in and out of favor. Yep. And a lot of times it's based on the same sort of economic situations and the same sort of um, general tenor. Uh, tone and tenor of uh, society at that time. So, yeah, I could see this catching on again. Lying flatism is has emerged in China and is practiced by young adults who choose to live minimalist lifestyle and reject the pressures of society. Uh, lying flats refuse to participate in consumerist lifestyles such as pursuing high-paying jobs, purchasing material possessions, getting married or having children. You know what this reminds me of is yeah. uh, Vincent in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, you know what they call him? They call him bumps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes, basically, I'm going to walk to Earth. He yeah. says, yeah, you know what they call those? Bums. <laughs> I, I like this idea of 
minimalist living, and I would like to do that. But before that, I need to make sure I have a whole bunch of stuff before I can uh, go to minimalism. If right? you, if you yeah. get, you've got to have your stuff if you're going to be <laughs> yeah. a minimalist. Yeah. And you also, if you can't amass a great personal fortune, yeah. then right. you can live, yes. Yes. live yeah. a sparse lifestyle. Yeah. Minimal. Right. Yeah. I want to live like a yeah. monk, yeah. but I, I want to be a billionaire yeah. first. Yeah. I have to set the amount of bottles of Cavassier I need. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not like that, but no, I, you know, I, once I have a few mil in the bank yeah. and a swim spa, then I can, <laughs> yeah. then I can be as minimalist as possible. So, yeah. Did you know Peanut got a swim spa? Oh, that's, of course he did. Are I you? Helped, I helped him pay and, for it. So, Mr. Peanut, who's yeah. uh, the great contractor who yeah. we ne- nearly killed. That's what I heard anyway. Yeah. He's got a swim spa? In case he doesn't. Mm-hmm. How, how come we don't have a swim you spa? helped him pay for it. I helped him pay for it, yeah. Good job. <laughs> he's a great. He's great. He kid. is. He is a great guy. He deserves he's it. Good, no, he uses it for physical my, therapy. I too. would say somebody who's uh, hardworking and uh, you know loves their family would would deserve something like this. A swim spa. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Well, my my neighbor's got one too. He's talked about it for oh gosh, like about a week, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, then he got one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's wanted one so much, and Diane won't let him have it. Uh. They believe that, so lying flatism, they believe yeah. that uh, personal efforts are no longer effective in improving their lives due to uh, structural or societal factors. I think this runs a little contrary, it runs contrary to me. I, I, I have marks that I want to hit, I want to achieve something, I yeah. want to make my life matter, and hopefully w- when I cast off this mortal coil, people will say, at least at some level, that I made things a little bit better by my existence. Not to get into too deep of, of things here, but watching... Oh, spa stuff? No, swim oh. spas. But watching uh, my parents' age and the uh, the position that they are in financially at uh, the latter stages of their life, right. ladies and gentlemen, I cannot see a better example then watch your money. Yeah. I mean, just plan. And, and if these people are living a minimalist life, but but they maybe are, are, you know, choosing a less than, and I'm not saying extravagant, but you do need to make and save your money. So that your life is worth. So that you can quality have of life. A, a comfortable life. And a, and a and swim spa. twilight of your life and a swim spa. <laughs> yeah. Of all things. Uh, but I turned 95. I never thought I'd be able to afford a swim spa. That uh, it can catch up to you. You know, so my grandfather always used to say, I want to die with nothing in the bank. Like, he wanted yes. to live life and, and spend it all so that there was nothing left over when he was Dr. Gone. Mike yeah. points out, he goes, and he said, yeah. Dr. Mike deals with people who see, you know, who are at the end of their their lives. And he says he, ne- he never, he never met, has met anyone who says, I wish I had more money in the bank. My, uh, my, my uncle's old saying was, if you, if you time it out properly... Right. Your last check should bounce. <laughs> that used to be his, his saying. You guys know my dad and yeah. uh, what he was like in his younger days, but it's it's fascinating to me because he's become incredibly generous in his older age. That's great, and it's um, in large part because he wants his grandkids, uh, not so much his sons, but his grandkids. <laughs> no, he wants his grandkids to uh, to have a good and happy and healthy lifestyle. He wants to help with their education, all that kind of stuff. So he, he scrimped and saved, and in part was cheap a lot when he yeah. was younger. So that he can be more generous nice. in an older yeah. age. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Look. Yeah, my, my parents, they, they want to leave. Like, they want to have something to leave. It's not like they don't have tons right, of money, right. so they're not leaving cash. So, like, well, Aren't you all getting swim spas? <laughs> I think yeah. they're buying each one of us a swim spa. Yeah, I should have one soon. <laughs> uh, but I never heard of this, this lying flat movement. And and part of it is... What about slightly seated up? Is, remain, is remaining uh, single as well and, and being comfortable with that. So if you're comfortable with that... 
that. Rock on. Yeah. Good for you, you know. Um, all right, so wanted to get to some other things, so we'll just kind of touch Are you on the that. other thingamer? No, I'm at the Just Saying Institute. Oh, that's right, yeah. So if you want to hear some tips on what to eat to avoid motion sickness on roller coasters this summer. Oh. So do you feel, um, we just did, obviously, Universal and had an awesome time. Some people say as they as they move along in life that they get they start to get uh, not with you. me really yes I I used to now I never was good on spinny rides okay yeah we're the same yeah mm-hmm. so I never was good at those ever uh, those those would make me feel queasy but I could handle any roller coaster you threw at me no yeah. problem multiple times all day long and now. I'm good for, like, I think we went on, like, the third ride that day at Universal. I was like, I need to take a little half-hour break. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Because I started feeling funky. Well, maybe because the the third ride was that. Velocicoaster. Velocicoaster. That coaster is designed to make you think you're coming out of the seat. Well, you are, but that you're going to be launched out of the seat. Oh. Well, I told you people, you guys wrote it twice. I didn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it a second time. And I was watching people get off, not you guys. And they were like, fo- like kind of like <laughs> tilting a little bit and like holding on to the railing. Like yeah. they were, they were off balance. Why don't we take a five minute break? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, here's what you want to watch. Here's what you uh, want to keep an eye on. If you want to prevent motion sickness on uh, roller coasters to survive the free fall ride without use- losing your lunch. Nurse Sarah Clark recommends avoiding heavy meals and hydrating. Uh, I don't know Wait, avoid, avoid heavy meals and having water in your system. I think it means avoid heavy meals and hydrating. Hydrate. Yeah, but uh, so avoid eat, healthy stuff. Here you go. Eat dry cereal or oatmeal for breakfast instead of bacon. Uh, while you're at the park, stay away from fried foods. Yeah, it's just they want you to be light on your stomach. And yeah. keep some Dramamine well, or ginger chews on you. I've also heard that an empty stomach is not is not good. That's good. why they have baking stations outside roller coasters. Well, no, oh, okay. not, not empty stomach. They're not saying empty stomach. No, They're no. saying lighter food. Lighter, yes. You wouldn't, yes. How, that, that's, that's just self-explanatory. Then. However, it does say protein-rich foods like hot dogs, turkey legs, uh-huh. <laughs> or well, chicken kebabs are better than burgers or chicken. Chicken fingers. Oh, knock it off. Bland carbs like pretzels and popcorn without butter can also help. So pretzel would be good. Yeah. Smaller, more frequent meals are better. Split things with a friend. They can say. you? I don't think this she, would help us, Preston. I think uh, we could eat a pretzel you, and we're still going to get nauseous. If you guys, Kathy, were to ride on coasters where they, they you have a shoulder harness, you could hold two turkey legs. You <laughs> 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 could. Just take a yeah, bite yeah, on yeah. the way up. I am a fan of the turkey leg at the at the I've never I done can't. It. I can't. No. I, I hate them. I hate because that, of the bones I, and the greasiness of that. Uh, that meat tends to be darker. It is, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I, I don't like that. More flavor. Yeah. You've never done it because it looks gross to you. Uh, yeah, I'm also not a fan of the darker meat. Yeah, oh, wow. I'd rather eat a living turkey. Mm. No, when given the choice, when it comes to chicken or turkey, I go right for the leg or the thigh. What's yeah. your favorite roller coaster food to eat? <laughs> On the roller coaster, ribs, yeah, soup, uh, spaghetti. <laughs> we should, oh god, if only we had access to a, you know, it, it, we should just take a ride on, uh, eat soup on an inverted. Oh, and yeah. see if we could get yeah, away with it. Uh, our buddy Ra is on the line. He's got a tip for us. Hey, yo, Ra. Good morning, bud. Hey, I want to shout out Casey. So glad she believed in Delco. <laughs> yeah, she has been a champion <laughs> of Delco. You right. caught that, yeah. He didn't know. Yeah. Uh, all right. Hey, what's up? So what I do is 
I just make sure that whatever I eat is digested before I even approach the, the, the amusement park. So, like, I went to Dorney Park a few years back after not having gone to a roller coaster anything in, like, 15 years, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, oh, you, you're going to be too old, you know, all this <laughs> other garbage. And um, so I ate <laughs> breakfast at, like, 8.30, right, on the, you know, on the way to Dorney Park from Philly. It was like, an, what, an hour and a half or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah. And so by the time I got there, I was blue. I was I wasn't starving or anything. I rode all the roller coasters because it was like the almost the end of October, so there was like there wasn't a lot of people there, and it had rained profusely in Philly, so no one was really adorning. But when I tell you I could ride all the coasters and not feel anything, yeah. and but I was starving, right? <laughs> but I finished all the coasters. And I was like, yeah, that's the way to do it. You know what, Rob? What you can do it is it, a lot of people, if you take, if you like, even like a, like a protein shake or a, um, uh-huh. you know, a, something that'll get, put something in your stomach that's a little substantive. I, I don't have, I uh, thank God I don't have that coaster issue now. I, I don't know if it, if it might develop, but yeah, I, I'm, I don't load up on stuff. I just, just enough to keep you going. But uh, I yeah, with you guys, those spinny rides, I don't do the, I don't, I can do the spinny, but I can't do those drop rides. I don't do any of those <laughs> drop rides. Really? Oh, I don't mind those. Will they make you puke, Rob? No, it's just that you know it doesn't. I have to feel fun. So like when I get on the roller coaster ones, that's fun. That's a ride. Yeah. And I'm really good on loops and all that and the curves. I love the curves and everything, right? Um, but the fun one is that one that looks like you're gonna fall off the edge, the cat and mouse one. Yes. Or the mouse trap one. Are you talking about the one at Hershey? Yeah. Yeah, that Dorney. Oh, Dorney. Like, yeah, Dorney has one. Yeah. Dorney has a... It's going to throw you off the edge, but yep. it's like these sharp turns. It's so crazy. Yeah, they, you can and, find um, the mouse ones uh, at a bunch of places, and yeah, they, yeah, they take these really Dorney. tight turns. Dorney has an awesome coaster when you first go in. At the What is the one to the right when you first... Oh, yeah. And we 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 wrote it. We had a number of, not, of appearances there in the evening at night. Yeah. Riding that sucker at night was awesome. It's not Wolf oh, Packers. Yeah, when they're with the night coasters, and I like when they have lights on. When they don't have lights on, I feel kind of cheated. But and I like the ones too that you can't assume how high the drop is because it goes down into the ground. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are crazy. I love it. <laughs> I love All right, that. thanks, Rob. Good Appreciate job. it, man. See you, bud. Right. Talon. Talon, that's yeah. it. I love that. Talon one. is a hell of a coaster. Yeah, the the mouse uh, the mouse rides uh, they don't they don't bank. Yeah. So when you go on a turn, you're upright, and it and it it's does a hard these sharp turn. turns. Yeah. And it's uh-huh. this really hard turn. Yeah, so, so so the look that you're getting as you're riding it is that you're going to go off the edge. Yep. All right. So anyhow, that's a that's a tip on uh, how to eat. But I like Roz. Eat a couple hours ahead of time. Yeah. Or eat a turkey leg on the coaster. On the coaster itself. All right, here's another stat from uh, the Justine Institute. When fr- when friends are loved one or for loved ones, when when your friend when you're when your friends your are family. loved ones, no. Uh, the question it says in the uh, headline is uh, why do so many people stay in unhappy relationships? Mm-hmm. It says when friends or loved ones complain about a toxic relationship, it seems that. Leaving their significant other is easier said than done. Recent statistics point out that only 17% of couples claim to actually be happy with their current partner. Previous relationship research further echoed this trend with 25% of people uh, saying that they were no longer in love with their spouse. And one out of five people reported feeling trapped in their marriages. And experts say... People tend to stay in unhappy or unhealthy relationships because the benefits outweigh the costs. But it is important to weigh long-term happiness over short-term comfort when deciding to stay. A lot of people don't 
stay in a situation that no longer serves. They don't take the big picture. They take separate elements and they think, okay, this is, uh, well, this is it. it. You know, it's a nightmare. And not, not think about those moments, those shared moments that occurred, you know, throughout life mm-hmm. and what those mean and the importance of those moments. Yeah, but I, I've also known people that have have dragged it out for a long time. I mean, I'm talking about people that you just know. And they hate each other. Like, don't even like right. each other anymore. Not, nothing good. Like, all the time. Not everyone ha- I, knows how to handle a relationship like OJ. I, oh, my God. <laughs> I've seen it happen with my mom and dad. Uh, when did they, when did they, you knew as a kid they hated each other. And and you said laughably that they, uh, that they stayed together. You would have loved if they'd split yeah, earlier. They, they stayed together for the kids, quote yeah. unquote. Sort of, or at least I think they did. That was my How uh, old were you when perception I... of it. Uh, I was 21. Okay. Like uh, yeah. What age should it have happened? Oh, man. Um, probably. <laughs> no, not quite that early. I think things started to get worse when I was about like 15 or something okay. like that, you know. But they still don't like each other, right? Oh, they haven't spoken in decades. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like can't they they haven't been in the same room either, right? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so and that, yet they've won every potato sack race. <laughs> <laughs> they can still work together. Oh, well, like, needed. The divorce families uh you know, like within my family, every everyone seemed to for the most part as the years went on, they were able to be in the same room. I mean, we used to yeah. have um, my aunt and uncle, and then my uncle's ex-wife would come to holidays. Like, it w- it now, got to a point where it was, everyone could be around. Kathy, is that room divided by a sheet of plexiglass with a yeah. phone on the wall? <laughs> I mean, marriage is hard, but divorce is hard, too. And, yeah. and uh, well, you, Yeah, you've gone through, yeah. I've gone through it both. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, it, it's there are still moments on a daily basis where I think about the impact that the divorce has had on my life, on my son's life, on my ex-wife life and yeah. it's um long it's it's for the rest of our lives yep. i'm lucky because i get along with her really well yeah um and we talk a lot but uh th- it can go south very quickly is there is there a way that you can look at it and go well what would have what would have happened if we would have tried to drag this out even sure. further and you know what i mean oh absolutely like, like breaking up can be the right thing to do mm-hmm. In certain circumstances, and, and you know, I, I, but some people, according to this study, just hang on, even when they've given up on the relationship, which is really well, weird. If you, you, know if you what I mean? absolutely hate the person you're with, and there's no redeeming anything whatsoever, and there's yeah. not concern or care, yep. then I think that's that's probably the time to hang it up. Yeah. Right. But there's if there's a kernel of something to work on, yeah. that, you know, that's just part of the deal. I, ah, hell, ah, I don't hell, know. I don't know. But anyhow, this is uh, this is according to a study at the Just Saying Institute. Yeah, that I'm a in the uh, uh, swim spa uh, right. center. We'll, we'll go to <laughs> swim spa center. Yeah, yeah, it's an exercise yeah, yeah, program yeah, yeah. that they have there. They're, they're pretty affordable. Um, <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> they're not. Okay. All right, so how about this? We're going in a different direction. Some doctors have taken to social media. I think we touched on this a little bit before. Uh, to warn dieters about increased ER visits due to side effects of the weight loss drug Ozempic. It's causing some problems. Uh, the FDA has also alerted uh, consumers uh, to a rise in counterfeit versions of the popular drug. Right, they're just starburst. Uh, oh, they really. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I not huh? losing weight? Yeah. So I feel much heavier, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Side effects that have uh, patients visiting hospitals include diarrhea, bloating, and nausea. And the counterfeit versions could be even more dangerous. 
Uh, so, according to Joy McClellan from Arizona, she said about her experience with an imitation version of the drug, she said two ER trips and six days in the hospital. I'm lucky I didn't die, uh, but someone is going to, she said. So, that's people that are taking the fake stuff or, right. you know. I the, the, yeah. the, 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 so, the the preponderance of this stuff is so much so, I forget what the last award show I was watching and uh, the MC uh, who was hosting it, right? He said basically everyone in the audience of these celebrities, yeah. Preston, was on Ozempic. Wow! Like, have you seen Sharon Osbourne recently? She's clearly an Ozempic. Uh, oh, and dropped a ton of weight. Well, I was thinking immediately when I reported John Goodman's Jumped lost two hundred pounds. I'm like, wait, he probably got some help, and you know what? He needed that's it okay because yeah. he's been overweight most of his life. Should probably. You to make sure you talk to your doctor and don't oh, buy yeah. it out of a van. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was just talking to a friend who was on Ozempic and it made her sick. And so she had to go off because she said it was not worth it, how sick it was making her. But she went on to uh, w- started taking another one, whatever the other brand is. And she said she's completely fine Good on that yes. one. Okay. So yeah. when I was taking um, uh, drugs for uh, my heartburn that I have, because I take Nexium, uh, I tried out something else. It might have been like Prilosec or something like that. It gave me horrible diarrhea. And it's essentially the same type of drug. It's just that one didn't work for me. Mm. And eventually I did found this and now I've been taking it for 20 years or whatever. And, and it and continues it, to work? It all works. In fact, I can't go a day without really? it. Oh, if I don't have it. Oh. Does it level you? If I, I don't really have know. it for, say, like 36 hours, I could eat almost anything and immediately I'm like, oh, there wow. I feel it. I feel yeah. that heartburn coming in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kathy, I don't know the answer to this question, but I, I thought that Ozempic and Wagovi, right? That's the other one. I thought that essentially were the same drug, just different brand names. So I'm wondering. Well, yeah, it is. But but they. There's subtle not differences? Exa- yeah, they can't be exactly the same. Otherwise, they'd be stealing. One has cinnamon. One would be stealing from <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, it hasn't been on the market long enough for in order for it to go generic. And then the other one is Manjaro. Right. Right. So they're all based on, I guess, what are called semi-glutides. I don't know. What is it, Manjaro? Manjaro. That sounds like a... It's a restaurant. No, well, I was Welcome say, to Manjaro. Yeah, either that or, or some kind of an island. I yeah, was going right. to say, like, a, yeah. like I was going to go to an African country to Manjaro. visit. <laughs> Welcome to Manjaro. Mm-hmm. We're all very slender. Uh, have you got, and you know, with these people taking the, uh, the counterfeit versions, yeah. uh, I wonder if, have you ever bought, and I'm not saying, like... Illegal gone, narcotics? No, oh. not that. But I mean, like um, almost like a um, uh, like a too good to be true advertised. Yes, I did. Uh, you did. What did, did you Year, try? Years ago for my um, Aglaesia. Uh, no, for my uh, vitiligo. Oh, vitiligo. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm like, I, I bought it because I, I I did due diligence on it. It was early on. It was a. Oh, it helps restore. Um, it helps restore the. It, it minimizes the blotchiness. Vitiligo. I'm Irish, and what well, was supposed to be splotchy anyway. But anyway, at the beginning when it first started to present itself and seemed a lot more dramatic. Dramatic. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, let me see if there's something out there. And as doing the research, I kept seeing this name pop up, and I use this stuff, and not a damn thing happened. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> but they get you in, and they yeah. get you say, well, you got to do the cycle. Right. And don't stop. And I and I fell for it. And you you live, you learn. You know. Yeah. With every like diet pill that ever existed. Yeah, you tried yeah. that. Well, no, I'm just saying, like any of them, people try them. They never, you know, yeah. they never the work. Dexatrim. Do you remember the Dexatrim? Yeah. Was well, that what, the, what was the was that the one that had the caffeine in it? Yep, they're That's basically true. caffeine pills. Okay, That's so I tried are. that, and I was getting like severe headaches from it. And yeah. I, I couldn't figure out what was going on. I don't like, know what's right with me. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's that. And I immediately stopped because that kind of, that scared me. What was the, uh, the, the, the weight loss drug that was all the, the rate? Well, quote unquote. Fen. Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah Fen yeah. Fen. Right. I actually took that uh, for a little bit. And then... Uh, 
That was I my fact, sidekick when I was trying to uh, go to the Temple of Doom. I, I have an uh, uh, audio clip of me when I was taking it here. Tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight at 7 o'clock. <laughs> like, I didn't you even had know known. I was doing you that. You were just had it to 7 o'clock. Uh-huh. Um... But uh, I, my uh, my friend Lori, her her mom swore by this. They, we just called it the spray. Yeah, I don't know. It was some kind of bottled, you know, this will cure anything type of spray. Oh my and God. she thought it was. It's like in uh, oh, um, Windex. Windex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like From, a, my big fat Greek wedding. She would always, yeah, could put the spray on there, dude. Use the spray. It didn't do anything. Yeah. Oh, I was I was misdiagnosed. Um, so um, it, I wasn't diagnosed with vitiligo and so i forget what what the the doctor you know a couple of doctors back who i went to said uh whatever condition it was he said when you shower you selsin blue like in other words on your skin like okay. the and so i every morning i look like a runaway member of the blue man group right uh, you know and uh n- nothing it didn't do a damn thing yeah. Uh, hang on, Tim is a physician and Ooh. wants to explain the differences between Ozempic and uh Wagovi. Uh, Tim good morning Preston, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm on the radio. You are on the radio. Tim, you are a, uh, what kind of a doctor, may I ask, are you? I'm a family medicine physician down in Virginia. Uh, I grew up listening to you guys, though. I've listened to you guys for 25 years. Oh, wow, thank wow. you. Appreciate that, man. Excellent. Um, somehow I made it through med school. <laughs> you got it. All right, so put your, your medical knowledge uh, to use here and tell us the difference, please. So, semaglutide is the overall umbrella name. Ozempic is semaglutide. Wegovy is semaglutide, but the difference in the two is the dose formulations that you go to. So the maximum dose that you can get to with Ozempic is two milligrams per week. The maximum dose you can get to with Wegovy is 2.4 milligrams per week. And so the way those drugs work is you have to escalate. Uh, it's a once weekly injection, and you escalate the dose every four weeks. And for um, you basically go until people have side effects that they can't tolerate. But most people can tolerate getting to the maximum dose. But people have more weight loss on the Wegovy than Ozempic because it's just a higher dose. It's, it's a higher dose. Huh. What about people's ability to tolerate one over the other? They're, since they're, see, all you're talking about is the strength of the dose, what would make one more acceptable to someone yeah. and their ability to tolerate it? So... Um, the semaglutide is the name of the drug that is that one. There's also, that's in the class of GLP-1. So there are different GLP-1s, and people can have you know, more side effects or less side effects with different GLP-1s. So there's like Trulicity. Okay. Um, Manjaro is similar, but it has another hormone that is in addition to the GLP-1. And people are losing a ton of weight with Manjaro. People are losing like 20, 25% of their total body weight with Manjaro. Wow. So, so what are the side effects like for Manjaro? So I feel, I personally, I've only been able to get one patient on it because it's very, very expensive. And somebody had a coupon. Yeah, I had a coupon. Yeah. <laughs> get somebody on it. Um, so I don't have anybody else on it personally. Um, but it's similar side effects. To the um, Ozempic. To the Ozempic, to where you're just not as hungry. It basically causes like a gastroparesis or a slowing down of your gut motility. You're not as hungry. You feel full quicker. Okay. Interesting. Uh, right. So it's just slight variations that it can account for people's ability to take one and not the other. Yeah, correct. And All there's right. also awesome. some early evidence showing that these drugs may have 
some kind of CNS involvement in uh, what is that? People uh, like central nervous system. Oh, in like uh, in addiction. So like people, uh, there's some preliminary studies going on where they're using these types of drugs to help people who have face addiction. So so it, oh. it could be worked at, on, the, on a, to a, to help fight addiction as opposed to like Correct. thinner and a st- that's awesome. Yeah, Correct. Correct. Okay. Wow. All right. Thank you, Doctor Tim. We appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thanks, guys. All right, take care of yourself, bud. All right, see you. Oh, oh no. Dr. Mike is going to be so mad. He is. What? You, can't, can use, you, can't you cannot use, use Dr. Mike's theme music. What's wrong something. with you? No, I actually had this one. How about John? Oh, Van Halen. Somebody give me a doctor. Lesser known, but great song, by the way. Great song. Um, all right, so, yeah, well, people are having, I mean, it's amazing that uh, it. Never would I thought a a a weight loss drug. I'm still waiting for something to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Because weight loss uh-huh. drugs like FenFen, the other shooter drop. Uh-huh. Well, something that they're all of a sudden they're going to tell us it's it's bad for yeah. you. Where's uh, my penis? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sir. You yeah. dropped something there. <laughs> Back in 2022, I started taking this drug. Yeah. Uh, Side effects may include loss of penis. And I certainly hope that that it doesn't occur because it would be great. I mean, like when the ED meds came out. I mean, that was like, people were like, really? Seriously? Mm -hmm. You kidding me? What does Ed stand for? (laughs) (laughs) But then you have this, and, and that's... That's huge. What man. was the kickoff for this story? I missed. I forget the beginning. Uh, that just the side effects, and and it's causing ER visits. Okay, if, if you're not uh, careful, I guess. And, and you, you talk about the knockoffs or the the right, red, yeah. the versions, and that's what's causing issues. Right. right. So, all right, and we'll wrap right there. There we go. Yep, that's uh, that's all we have in uh, the Just Saying Institute. But uh, Just Saying, stop by and try out the new swim spa uh, center <laughs> at uh, the Just Saying Institute. <laughs> All right, we will. Well, let's take a break and uh, let's give away some movie passes. All right, uh, we have the screening of the Dial of Destiny. It's the yes. latest uh, Indiana Jones film, and it's next Wednesday at the AMC Neshaminy, seven p.m. I memorized it, Casey. And we'll uh, callers uh, ten, eleven, and twelve at two one five two six three WMMR. So come on and get them. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. The President Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, here we go. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Final. Right, it's brought to you by Rita's. You can head to Rita's for a five-layer gelati. Back mm-hmm. for a limited time only. Yeah, you can enjoy your favorite ice uh, flavors with an extra layer of creamy custard. To build your own masterpiece. Here's a Florida story. I know that's a shocker, but uh, a Flagler County Flagler. Man. Flagler, thank you. Flag- that's, where I, that's where I saw my grandmother topless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And so I walked into the room, and I'm like, okay, here's about four decades of scarring. No wonder you remember the name of the county. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll never forget that day in Flagler County. When you mention county. it in my brain, I see the letters spell out in fire. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um... A man was arrested after he tried to take several strange products from a Target in Palm Coast. Uh, upon arrival, deputies found 46-year-old David Romero trying to back out of a parking spot outside of a Target. Uh, deputies then tried to take him into custody with an, on an arrest warrant, but as they tried to place him in the patrol car, a pink vibrator fell out of his pants. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Investigators later That's learned... That's Flagler for you. <laughs> ...that Romero had stolen the vibrator from Target... 
Cool. With condoms, personal lubricant, several sexual enhancement products, and a T-shirt. They have that in the store? I guess in Florida they do. Really? Because I was curious about that too, Kathy. Now, remember... We yes. had seen them on their website. Yes, right. they had an actually a large collection. Yeah, so maybe in 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 Flagler County. Yeah, we mm-hmm. have a whole the, sex line. There are no rules. What the mm-hmm. hell? I mean, that's why your grandmother felt so comfortable that's being right. in front Look, of Look, I'm I got you a new dildo. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, investigators Oh, that's wonderful. He had stolen it all from there, and uh, Romero had been caught on surveillance footage. Uh, stuffing the items inside tan shapewear that he found at the Ooh, store. Tan shapewear. Where's yeah. your tan shapewear? Uh, <laughs> then he uh, picked up a few grocery items and paid only for foods before leaving the store, still holding on to the pledging a frat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Romero uh, faces one count of petty theft, four counts of larceny, and a charge of grand theft in connection to the arrest warrant that they already had on him. Forensics investigators, all right, here's the story of a guy getting away with it, all right? Mm -hmm. Forensic investigators said that an Indiana man who died of natural causes in 2012 went to great lengths to hide his gun-toting past, even going as far as removing his fingerprints. But the man who died in Salem under, this is in Salem, Indiana, under the assumed name of Bill Lee Hull had been living a lie. Investigators uncovered that Bill Lee Hull was, in fact, an outlaw named Albert Edwin Pinky Rhodes who once ran with the Shotgun Bandits, a Colorado gang who once terrorized the citizens yeah. of Denver in 1955 through a series of armed stick-ups. I remember, well I, well, I wasn't lucid for this, but I remember seeing a documentary on them. So Rhodes met Bessie Fields and her family in Tucson, Arizona, and lived with the family until the time of his death in Indiana in 2012. At the time of his death, uh, they had uncovered, an investigation uncovered that the deceased man was in truth a John Doe who had been using an alias and someone else's social security number. He was estimated to be seventy-five to eighty-five years old. And the only clue was a pink was a tattoo on his left forearm in blue ink that read "Pinky." He had no fingerprints. They were removed by unknown means. Is it possible he was just a grease fan? Likely done by himself. And in March of twenty twenty-three, Moxie Forensics Investigations exhumed the band's bot the man's body in hopes that DNA testing could uncover the John Doe's hidden past. Wow! So using DNA extracted from the femur bone, they uncovered a match after uploading the DNA to GetMatch, and it took thirty minutes to unravel an eleven-year mystery. Forensics found that Billy Hull was really Albert Edwin Rhodes, who went by the name Pinky. And Rhodes ended up running with the shotgun bandits before he was caught during a trial. Court investigators reportedly said that Rhodes would, quote, never adjust into a normal individual. He was sentenced to 10 to 15 years. Not long after being released, he was caught breaking into a warehouse in Washington State and sentenced to 10 to 15 years stint behind bars in September 1967. But I guess... He had escaped capture, and he had the, his whereabouts between 67 and 87 remained unknown until he met Betty Fields in Tucson, Arizona, and eventually moved with her to Indiana. So, and it was relatively crime-free then from he, there on in? From what I can tell, it's yeah. It's like the, uh, the Unforgiven. Yeah, but he uh, he got away with it. Wow. He died, oh. and they, but they figured out who he was. Interesting. So, so crime does pay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A veteran Delta pilot allegedly showed up drunk for a flight from Scotland to New York City and was arrested after passengers were already on board. A flight DL-209. I just calmed down. I had a couple of pops, assume it. Was canceled at the last minute Friday when the unnamed 61-year-old pilot was arrested in Edinburgh Airport. 
Uh, the pilot was charged under the UK's Railways and Transport Safety Act 2003, which imposes limits on alcohol consumption for crew members. Yeah, and it's just also bad to be drunk when you're a pilot. The legal blood alcohol limit for airline staff is 20 milligrams of alcohol and 100 milliliters of blood. For drivers in Scotland, it's 50 milligrams of alcohol and 100 mil- milliliters of blood. Bartender, pardon me, 42 milligrams of alcohol. And uh, airline spokesperson uh, confirmed that one of its crew was taken into custody. And, Could you uh, imagine yeah. you're on a flight and they pull your butt? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the unnamed pilot was arrested after the passengers were already on board and the pilot Sorry was scheduled. Sorry for the delay. We're looking for a pilot that's sober. Uh, scheduled mm-hmm. to appear on Monday in Edinburgh Sheriff's Court. Jeez. A doctor in Tennessee, final story here, has lost his medical license after a local news investigation revealed that he was selling bogus COVID-19 vaccination, vaccination waivers to essentially anyone, including patients he had never met, patients in far-flung states, and one black Labrador retriever named Charlie. Wow. <laughs> All right. The, exa- the medical exam. trying to get into the kennel club. Yeah. Uh, Who is Charlie? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> This is Charlie. Uh, determined Robert Coble had violated state statutes on the grounds of unprofessional, dishonorable, or unethical conduct. Uh, he voluntar- voluntarily re- surrendered his medical license effectively that day, which is equivalent to a revocation. Uh, he sold COVID-19 vac- vaccination waivers through a Hendersonville-based company called MedChoice LLC. Hey, does he sell Ozempic? And uh, Jennifer, yeah, maybe does. <laughs> Jennifer Krause bought one for her family member, Charlie Krause, a black Labrador retriever. <laughs> In the purchase, he indicated that Charlie had an irrational fear of needles. Days later, the pup got over, uh. and this guy has lost his license. <laughs> and that is what we have. In the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take another break. We'll be back in a second when we get back. Whoa. Hey, when we get back. Uh, we'll ask the lesson question. <laughs> we'll get to the trash and music news, too. Stay with us. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. Kidding! Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We uh, wrap up the program for today's Blues Traveler 
742 on the Thursday morning with Preston and Steve Show. Uh, cloudy today. I was looking at the forecast, even though we're calling for some spotty showers here and there. The most recent, it looks like maybe no rain for the rest of the day, just clouds and cool. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, high about 62. Nothing significant. Tomorrow we have some thunderstorms on tap for a Friday. And then scattered thunderstorms uh, throughout the course of the week and all the way into Monday. That's the latest on that. It will warm up, though, starting uh, tomorrow, uh, getting closer to 80 and then into the 80s as we get into the weekend. So just deal with the rain. Uh, we'll see what we can get to. I want to thank our guest. We had Governor Josh Shapiro yeah. on the program. And uh, the governor was a great conversation and uh, letting us know that by he's hoping by the end of the weekend, the 95 um, project will be completed as far as a temporary uh, situation and drive on that stretch of road, opening it up. They're um, even pulling in equipment from Pocono Raceway. Yeah, <laughs> that are NASCAR uh, heaters that they use to dry the pavement before a race. It's a jet engine. A jet engine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that actually blows all the the water <laughs> off. So if if we do have some rain issues, uh, they're going to take care of that. So, yeah, so uh, they can do the lines. Yeah, it was cool to talk to him this morning. And also, uh, Harold Perrineau. Yes. Yay. From the show From, which Steve is saying you need to watch. You if do. You, if you like horror, supernatural, all that stuff. Yes. This Lost, Wayward Pines, It Follows, all of that. Yeah, I pick up a, a Wayward Pines vibe yep. Yep. from that, which was a great show. Absolutely. Way, so. uh, so Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you to uh, to those peeps uh, for being on the program today. Uh, Pierre Robert is here. Nice hello, to see you. Hello, hello. Hi. Put on your uh, down jackets when you go out. Right. Uh, and we're expecting uh, about a foot of snow. Okay. Oh my God. Uh, How is it out there? Is it a little nippy? It's a little nippy. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it was sixty five four, sixty five degrees. I see the wind blowing. Automobile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of an unusually cool summer because. But keep in mind, and you and I know this well, we all know it, at any moment in the East Coast, in this region, <laughs> yeah. the flip, uh, the switch could be flipped and instant ghastly heat and humidity. Absolutely. It can happen overnight and could and can happen any second. That's why people flock here. Yes. Uh, <laughs> honey, let's go get some heat and humidity. Where yeah. we'll go? Let's go to Philly. Yeah. Preston had a story earlier in the day about um, this hail that happened in Red Rocks, Colorado, and my brother lives right near there. Preston, I'm going to show you this video after the, after the show. Okay. It was uh, terrifying, and there was no cover for anybody at this concert. Yeah. So they all had to scramble. A lot of people ended, ended up getting injured. And uh, as much as the heat and humidity sucks, I will take that over hail that can hurt you, you know, mm-hmm. as, as far as a weather pattern goes. Well, there you go. There you, you, been, go. you ever been in a hailstorm? Uh, I've, I listen to them all the time. Yeah, sure you do. <laughs> Play yeah, them every day. Dude, they make some great, great, and they just had their 20th anniversary. I heard yeah. you say it in music news, man. I listen to that music news because that's how I know what I'm talking that's about. That's it. You okay. get your source of info. You rely, you've made the critical mistake of relying on us for your news. <laughs> no, I, I do other sources as well. Although I do, I could follow up on the Bon Jovi story you had a couple of days ago because you were curious about the Richie thing. Yeah. And the real story of the Richie thing is it's all Richie's fault. Richie, uh, they had a they had a three-legged tour, world tour. They had finished the first leg. They had a two- or three-week break. The second leg was starting up, and he just didn't show up, nor did he call anyone, nor I mean, it was entirely on him. And I love him. He's a, a lovely guy, uh, a great uh, member of the band. He just didn't show up. Has he, he taken ownership no, of that? No. He's no. never said anything to them. And mm. when he got together with them at the Hall of Fame, he said, hey, fellas, you know, and that could have been a time to go say, 
uh, hey, you know, I really effed up back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's one thing if you want to leave a group, yeah. but if you've committed to doing a, a tour, you yeah. do the tour, and then you say, see you, good night, good luck, etc. cetera. Uh, and I, I adore Richie Sambor. He's a lovely guy. But um, something short-circuited in him, and he just said no. But not only did he say no, he didn't tell anyone why. Right. And they tried a few different times. They freaked, they, their current guitarist, Phil X, was in the supermarket shopping for his family's food when he gets a call and he looks at his cell phone and he goes, John Bon Jovi. And he said, I, he's a very funny guy, he said, I wanted to show people, look, John Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, John said, get on, we're sending a plane for you right now. Not even get on a commercial yeah. flight. We have a, we have a private jet ready to go. And they rushed him out to uh, join the tour. Wow. Um, so, that, that, and that's, and, but the first, very first night, they had no lead guitarist, uh, cause he didn't no show kidding. up. No kidding. So wow. John and the rhythm guitarist at the time, kind of filled. Uh, had, had to fill. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it, it was, and again, Richie's a great guy. I don't know what happened in his head, uh, but he's never really explained it and, uh, never really owned it. So. That's well, too bad. Yeah. That's yeah, the real right. story, though. Yeah. All, All right. right. Now you have the, the rest, rest of, of the story. story. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Harvey. Uh, I'm here for to fill in the pieces. Yep. All right. Shall we get the letter? Fill in those? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T as in tomboy. All right. And we have one more to go. We'll give it to you tomorrow and give away the prize. Family four-pack of admission tickets for... Uh, oh, and also Fastlane vouchers to Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom. You can awesome. enjoy your favorite coasters and thrill rides in Dorney Park. Family fun and playing with Snoopy. And over a dozen water slides in Wildwater Kingdom. All for one admission price. And you can get the best deal on admission tickets today at DorneyPark.com. Uh, and what's on your program today? Well, we have uh, Weezer tickets, uh, and that's coming up Tuesday, by the way, at Demand. We have Hooters tickets. That goes on sale, uh, the full show, uh, tomorrow at 10 a.m., and uh, because our special guest tomorrow, we normally would do some of these blocks tomorrow. We got Rancid and Rise Against going on sale tomorrow. So we will do a block of them today instead. The Cure will be, uh, God, a great band, The yep. Cure. They'll be at the uh, center on uh, Saturday. So we'll do a block in advance and a block of David Bowie. All that, we would do those on Friday. But our workforce block Friday is... John DeBella. Yes, as well it should Looking be. Looking forward to that. It's yeah. going to be fun. We, he, they had a happy hour for him last night at a Parks Casino, and I went out there, and they had like a hundred so or so giant slides on this giant screen, and um, we, he and I were just talking, and I go, oh, I remember, that was Phyllis Diller at, you know, at the, <laughs> you know and these various memories come up, and so once he and I get going... Um, we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It might be it's four songs yeah. <laughs> over seven hours. That's okay. There's five stories. Yeah. Yep. That'll be tomorrow. All right. Let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by uh, Polar Seltzer. Just water, zillions of tiny bubbles, and great taste. Refreshingly natural Polar Seltzer. Uh, tomorrow is, of course, a No Sad Bro Friday. And amongst other things, we'll have comedian uh, Jamie Lisso joining us in studio. So that's it. We're done. A rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. 
Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov careers usbp. That's cbp.gov careers usbp.